Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful. To make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regardless.
guided our planet with envious eyes. Perception is the key, and the heart yeah. is the solution. Heart perception will change everything. I'm Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. That's r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com. Find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings and check out the website at www.thesecretteachings.info where you can find the full show archive, my books, the montages. We have a new montage tonight and more, all at www.thesecretteachings.info. Of course, right here exclusively only five nights a week, Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. And you can visit thefringe.fm for the network lineup. We have some new shows coming to the network. So you can find out more about that by visiting the website. You can also download for free the Fringe FM app, whether you have an Apple phone, the OS app store, or if you have another kind of phone. That's also, I believe, in the Google Play store where you can find TalkStream Live and the Paranormal Radio app, ways in which to listen to the Fringe FM and the Secret Teachings. Some of you might know this. We're ranked number three on the Paranormal Radio app for a network here on the Fringe FM. And that, of course, is thanks to all of you who listen to this show and other shows on The Fringe FM. So that made me pretty excited to see that a couple of weeks ago. The Fringe FM on TalkStream Live, Paranormal Radio app, and other places, including our website. You can find the links to it there as well. A couple of weeks ago, we had our Fringe Fest event, and I thought it turned out very, very well. Last Monday... Uh, we were able to do a food show. We haven't done a food show for a long time. And uh, a friend of mine who joined me at Fringe Fest, her name's Hope, and she's very knowledgeable about nutrition, but she's also like me on the subject of food, very meticulous about nutrition labels like I am about reading ingredient labels. And so she joined me not only at Fringe Fest, we did that video party with everybody. Those of you who showed up, that was a lot of fun. And that is going to be, uh, I don't know the party, but the presentations from the speakers are going to be uploaded for video. For those of you who haven't looked at that yet, it is going to be uploaded at some point. But last Monday, we did a show called Cereal Killers. And it was all about how cereal that we buy at the grocery store is not the same kind of cereal that humans have known for hundreds and thousands of years. Fruity Pebbles is not the same kind of cereal they might use cereal grain, but it's not the same kind of cereal. And that show, I thought, went excellent. We got into so many different topics that weren't even necessarily on the subject of cereal, but it was really informative, I thought, at least, um, if I can try to be objective and stand back from it. And I thought that because it was so informative that we could do another show, and, and perhaps a series of shows, but doing a food show um, for a lot of people is kind of boring. But it's not, it's not, it used to be like that. It's not like that anymore. People really love the food shows because it's practical information. And we approach the food show just like we do any other show. Plus, food is also paranormal. If you want to enhance psychic abilities, any psychic will tell you that you need to eat a raw to plant-based foods diet because the chemicals and things like that will otherwise prevent you from tapping into those senses. At least that's what 
psychics who I think are real psychics have told me. Cassandra Blizzard told me that once. Uh, even Guy Winters, he, he, he mentioned that to us as well. Um, and then, of course, you have in the mystery schools, food was always a thing that, you know, abstaining from meat and social contact and sex, but also, you know, things like alcohol and certain kinds of foods and only eating certain kinds of foods. Food, food is powerful, and food is how we communicate. It's how we connect. It's how we get to know other people. It's how we, we build community. And if we don't have that, then part of our culture is missing. And so my good friend Hope is here with us this evening, and I'll bring her on in just a second. But one of the things I noticed, I was talking to her off air, and we were talking about technology, and we were talking about food. And I've been thinking a lot recently about ideologies, um, ideologues, and ideological possessions. And, you know, you have a lot of, uh, a lot of ideological possession in things from politics to even food. Uh, and, and much like any opposed ideology, um, just like in politics, in food, and in what we consider to be like diets and lifestyles, there's a war between what is considered real meat and what is considered fake meat, what is considered real meat, milk, and what's considered fake milk, um, and even cheeses. And it just kind of rages on. And it's humorous, but it's also just an ideological possession. And some people choose animal product because they believe that it's either it's it's either better for the environment, it's more environmentally stable, or they just like the taste. It's the exact same reason some people choose the, the you know, the, the the mock meats because they think it's better for the environment, or they think it's better for them, or they just like the taste. And it's interesting that in a highly polarized and politically charged environment dominated by hashtags and social media, with virtually unlimited information at our fingertips. Even our choice of food is described in a political tone. Like if you eat plant-based or you eat a plant-based burger, on one end of the spectrum, it's assumed that you're like politically an environmentalist. And if you eat meat on the other end of the spectrum, it's assumed that you're maybe Republican or conservative. You're of some other political motivation. You're anti-environment. Perhaps you're anti-animal. So some would even argue that you're anti-human. That's, that's a big thing today. And for those that argue... You're anti-human. It's rather interesting that they often propose at the most extreme the banning of all animal agriculture and the consumption of insects and the essentially the control and lockdown of every single human being so they can dictate to you what you can and can't eat. And see, I, I don't care what you think about the feasibility of such a thing, such as um, eating and, and living like you, know, you were in the wild, but we're, we're not living in that environment. We've adapted to a different environment. Um, and that idea is merely about creating for these political motivations um, a form of peasant food for m- most of the world. Um, everybody else, though, at the upper echelons, they get to eat meat. That's what happened in communist China. Mao Zedong had this giant mansion, indoor, this big indoor heating system, um, you know, as many women as he wanted, as much food as he wanted, got all the meat. So did his party officials, but 45 plus million people starved during Mao's Great Famine. Um, tens of millions starved um, in Russia, 5 million plus in the Ukraine during the Holodomor under Stalin. And so they, when the people would eat their own roofs, like straw on their roofs, because they were so hungry. And it's kind of like in V for Vendetta. There's that famous line about real butter and uh, the chancellor getting all the real butter. So in the, the opposite extreme... Is, is is always there. Um, people that eat meat seven days a week thinking that it's essential for protein and nutrition. And the bottom line is there are countless reasons why people do or don't do things. And for some of us, it's really a decision based on, you know, 
personal preference. Um, some of us do it for one reason or another. Others do it for another reason or for one. Uh, meat is an interesting topic because just like with milk, meat is defined in a number of different ways. And when we look at the parallels um, in the types of information, uh, disinformation, misinformation, ignorance, ideological possession, and just bizarre behavior around any cult that is pro or anti anything, um, you see an extremism. And in order to have a conversation about things, we need to put those biases aside, even if we dif- di- completely disagree on personal preference in order to get a better understanding of what's happening. And before we bring hope on here, um, I wanted to make an observation that there are parallels to this type of behavior in everything from politics to technology. People cheer and they scream because it appears today that Donald Trump lost the presidency. And they don't care why or how. They don't care if there's obvious election fraud on one side or the other. They don't care who replaces him or how bad or even how good that person might be. What they're concerned with is it's, it's not Trump. It feels good. And that's how people look at food. They don't care where it comes from, what it even tastes like in some cases, and they surely don't care what's in it, as long as it's meat, because they need it to get the protein and to survive. It tastes good. And the same can be said about people who eat plant-based fake meat burgers. They don't necessarily care where it comes from, not necessarily. They don't care what's in it. They just know it's not meat. They know it's not Donald Trump. They know it's not this. They know it's not that. They know it's part of their belief system. And it's the same thing with processed foods after World War II and the idea that mothers in particular, but families could spend more time together. And it didn't work out that way. But today, processed foods give us the illusion that we have more time. The time we fill with other things, other activities away from human connection, which is amplified through the breaking of bread and the sharing of a meal, let alone the sharing of cooking. But as long as it's prepared for us already, we don't care where it comes from. We don't care what it is. We don't necessarily care what it tastes like. And I think all of this results and a little bit of our soul being taken away, and a little bit of the life force being drained out of us, a little light conquered by darkness, and it sheds a little light, an observation of this, um, on the personal responsibility, and then the disappointments and unhappinesses we experience as a result of our decisions. And it also makes us, I think, unhealthy in body and mind. So those are my observations, but hope, welcome back to the show, and I hope everybody remembers hope from last monday i had to do the pun we ended the last show on the pun i had to start this show on the pun you had to it's too easy it was way too easy you put the ball on the tee and you let it sit there for a week and i came in i was taking steroids every week and i came in swinging i had to do it but how are you doing i'm doing really well yeah doing really well today had a wonderful meal yeah you had a wonderful meal Mm -hmm. What, what did you eat we had a stir fry for dinner with a nice salad, lots of vegetables. We had some quinoa on there. The quinoa was very the good. The quinoa was very good. You made the quinoa. It took it took many attempts to make this quinoa, but we got it made. It did. I didn't drain it right well, or you something. Didn't, you didn't rinse it. I didn't I didn't know I was supposed to rinse it. <laughs> I didn't know I was supposed to rinse it, so I didn't rinse it. And then you did the the Ramsey thing. Yeah. She was throwing pots. I was throwing pots. Yeah. It was irate. What the hell is that? She how, says. How could you be so stupid? I was like, what I just didn't know I was supposed rinse to rinse it. this off. And then and then she put it on the stove and didn't turn the stove on. Or she turned the wrong stove top on. I turned the wrong burner on. You turned the wrong burner on. And then 10 minutes goes by. And I'm like, why isn't this boiling? Why isn't this cooking? Because you turned the wrong burner on. Although I called the whole thing a stove and you told me that's not how they do it up here. 
You called the whole thing an oven. Well, I called the whole thing. Yeah, that's a that must be a southern thing. Must be. Or an ignorant thing. I don't know. I called it. I also call vacuuming sweeping. That's a southern. It's so. But that's a Florida thing. I yeah, guess. Florida man. It's a Florida man thing. Florida man does this. How do How do you feel about hanging out with a Florida man? It's You're not, the first one that I've encountered up here. If I'm being honest. I've never fed a squirrel meth. Really? I've never fed a squirrel meth. Is that a common thing? It's a very common thing in Florida. They feed squirrels meth, yes. Do and the that's, squirrels just, just like come about it? Like, Do they just find it? They seek it out? Or are people like intentionally feeding I'm squirrels I'm sure there's a, commu- there's a community of meth head squirrels at this point. I don't know if they searched it initially, but I think it's a community Do they now. have a website? Are they like an official organization? They might be. I don't know. You'd have to look it up. But if you seriously type in squirrel meth Florida, you get several stories that come up about people feeding squirrels meth in Florida. So this is, I'm a different Florida man. Like we had the quinoa tonight. We had how many vegetables, plants, 24 plants, 24, maybe 25. Now that's, that's like the, the real eating version of why people take multivitamins. Right. Because if you don't, it was basically a multivitamin meal, but without the, the, the pill. Exactly. You get all that nutrition, all the food in the plants. You get to eat so much more. I mean, a pill is just like one and done down the hatch, and that's what people want with this age of convenience. But there's something really special about taking the time to like cook a meal with somebody that you care about and getting to share it together and getting excited about crunchy lettuce. It is. Or a really, we both a really get crispy chickpea or something like that. Well, that and it's also sometimes exciting to go out to eat. And we'll probably talk a little bit about that later because we had an interesting experience I really wanted to share with, with everybody about going out to eat because I haven't been out to eat. See, my audience knows me. I haven't been out to eat maybe like once or twice in a couple of years. So you got to witness it firsthand. It was a, it was a good experience. It was a very good experience. And then cooking together, like I've not really allowed anybody to ever cook for me because I don't really know anybody who knows food as well as I do or in some cases better than I do. So like when I'm talking to you on air, it's different. I'm usually like the resident expert on everything. Right. And then when I interview other people, it's like sometimes I have to be quiet. Come in here. Humble you a little bit. That's that's what you're doing. So humble me. What are we going to talk about? Uh, tonight we are going to be talking about fake meats. and The mock meat. Mock, the mock meats, yes. Mock meat. Um, but I, before we get into that, I thought it was really interesting that you said um, – about how these processed foods could allow families to spend more time together. And it is an illusion because by eating these processed foods, you're shaving years and years off your lifespan. So, and the, the, if you are eating these processed foods, like towards the end of your life, you're going to be riddled with chronic diseases and your quality of life is not going to be good. And if your whole family was eating them, they're probably dead and you lost all that time with them anyway. Exactly. But, so, all, of, but all of these illnesses are genetic, right? They're passed down through genetics. That is one of the biggest scams, I think, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, these diseases are not genetically inherited. Inherited. That would be like saying, like you know, you drive you drive your car drunk or texting, and you crash it, and then you like, no, I bought the car that way. No, you crashed it. No, you crashed it. Yeah, crashed it. No, I totally bought it that way with dents and. Mm -hmm. Like I don't believe that these diseases are passed down through genetics. I believe that these unhealthy lifestyles are passed down and these poor habits and that's why in genetic genetic memory is it like genetic memory passed down i'm not familiar with genetic memory it's basically what you're saying i I think it's just like a scientific term basically like they're passing on traits of 
characteristics and almost like choices and preferences, like how alcoholism is passed mm-hmm. down. It's not like a genetic disease. It's like a memory of what other people have done. Right. Yeah. I agree with that. But anyway, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I was just saying that it's like lifestyles and habits that your parents do and their parents did before them. And then that just results in it being passed down, passed down generation after generation. And you end up with the same chronic diseases like diabetes runs in families because people eat horrible diets. They eat diets high in fat and then blame it on the sugar. And then they just cut out the sugar, load up on fat, and that just exacerbates the diabetes. And children see that and parents don't know any better to change their own habits, let alone know how to feed their children. So that's why you end up seeing 10-year-olds with type 2 diabetes. I feel bad when I see the kids that look like, like they look like they're they can tell they're like unhealthy. Yeah, they know. Kids know at that point, I think for sure. Well, probably because in all seriousness, they probably can't like play around with their friends that are running all over the place. Yeah. Like they're carrying like a sandbag with them and it's, it weighs on, especially if it's a young age like that, it weighs, literally weighs on you Mm -hmm. from young age to teen. By the time you're a teenager, young adult, like you've already essentially lived like two life two lifetimes in terms of the weight on your body. Yeah, like the stress on your bones and your joints, like they're not meant to carry that much excess weight. Like over 10 pounds of excess weight you're not meant to carry. Your joints can't hold up. So yeah, over time, especially if it starts at that young of a, young of an age, like by the time you're 25, 30, you're going to be feeling like you've been carrying that your whole life, which you have. And you have, yeah. So and then it also you carry a lot of emotional trauma as a result of that. That mm-hmm. is another yeah, subject. The psychological and stress, and you hold that in your body, and it just it wears on you. It, it actually is still like there's a scar in me from that, and I ha- my family was like or is like diabetic, obese, for a lot of different reasons, and I had I think onset diabetes. Like I'm pretty sure I had like full diabetes, like type two. And it all went away, like with plants. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that. I just started to learn about gross ingredients because I'm more ingredient than nutrition, like your nutrition. Mm-hmm. We make a good team. We double team that label and just you cut the top down. I cut the bottom down. And we go through, but you go through that. And like I learned about ingredients. I'm like, I'm not eating that anymore. That's disgusting. And I started cutting things out. And as I learned, like weight started to fall away. And I was like, oh, that's a good benefit. I wasn't doing it because like, I hate you. You have to lose weight, you fat piece of crap. Because that doesn't work either. Right. If no, you treat that's yourself not, yeah. that way. <laughs> it is all about the mindset, I think. Like, if you go into it with the, I hate you, you piece of crap, like, you have to lose this weight. It's never going to come off. But if you come at it from the angle of, I'm doing this to take care of myself and to take care of my body and to truly love myself, then it'll be long term. And that goes along with, like, having a lifestyle change as opposed to a diet. It's incredibly, incredibly important. That the mindset is very important. And when you're making these decisions about what you want or what you need to consume and what's expensive, what's not expensive. I, I think making a healthier lifestyle choice is in the short term, the midterm and the long term, far cheaper on everything, your wallet. It's cheaper on your mental state, your, your life, your life quality, all that. And I think one of the things that's, you know, you go to a, gro- we were talking earlier about you go to a grocery store. People think they go to a health food store. It's healthy, right? They'll buy cookies at a health food store. Mm-hmm. They'll buy cotton candy cookies or something like things that are just at any store it's gross you might as well go to 7-eleven it's just not good but when you're trying to make that decision and then you get into all these confusing advertisements like which milk is better which meat is better maybe we should do fake meat 
maybe we should have like something that's like a hybrid, half meat, half soy. Like Subway was doing something like that unintentionally. They were selling turkey and all like, I can just see like the muscle guys going there like, yeah, I'm getting the protein. And then they did an analysis of it and it was like 70% soy. Yeah, it was like deli cold cuts that are so processed that it's like mostly soy at that point. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So there's all that. And then that's that's what I really want to get into tonight with you because you took, you took a lot of time to do research for this. I already had a little folder, but you did a lot of research for this and I want you to kind of share what you found with us about the fake meats and kind of guide us on where where you want to go with the fake meat subject the mock meat yes the mock meat which this is a continuation of the serial killer show this will be a series we still have to do the oiled up one we're not going to touch on that in this one i know we discussed it in the last one but no oil the mock meat one definitely had a lot more substance to it than we anticipated it did a lot of ingredients went into it so (laughs) what kind of ingredients do we have here what what, what's going on with mock meat tell us about this we'll take a very short break and then tonight's a very special extended episode of the secret teachings it'll be a little bit longer than two hours tonight be a full three hour show so tell us a little bit about what you have so for this episode we looked at the four biggest fake meat companies and they were the impossible foods impossible burger we had the beyond meat beyond burger the light life veggie burger and then the kellogg's morning star incognito and we took a look at the ingredients of that ryan really looked at the ingredients i looked more at the macronutrient split yep and how that balances out and we're going to talk about some of the ingredients in them, such as the soy-like hemoglobin in the Impossible Burger, and that is the the component that makes it bleed. It's like fake blood to give it the same experience as eating a real burger, like a beef burger. Why would I want it to bleed? You, you got me. I have no idea, honestly, but it has in testing that they did, it said it was realistic enough to gross out vegetarians and people who don't eat meat i'm grossed out i've never touched one and i'm very i have never out. had the impossible burger i have had the beyond burger and it was not good and this was back <laughs> before i was eating like a whole food plant-based diet like this is when i was still eating processed food i wasn't eating animal products but it's definitely beyond meat it ain't it, it ain't meat it ain't meat that's for sure but it it was not good i'm pretty sure it's beyond food i don't know if it's classified as food i don't know if i could classify that some of the ingredients are food like food is a nutritious substance that's the definition of food. So like if you're eating like just sugar or refined coconut oil even, or I mean you could natural flavors, like none of that stuff is really food. I mean technically it is food. It does provide calories. It provides, in the case of oils, it provides fat. But it's not nutritious, I would say. Like it provides nutrition, but it's not a nutritious food. Like it's not healthy I feel like people tend to think of nutritious and healthy as synonymous, which, yeah. and I would agree with that. But you can make that argument for things like milk as well. Like it is, it provides nutrition, but it's not healthy. I, I just got a cold chill. Milk is just <laughs> one of the, yeah, that, that's it. <laughs> the dry heave. <laughs> the dry heave. Dinner's coming back up a little bit. It is. It is. So there, there was nothing in that would, that would provoke acid reflux, but just the thought of milk, a little bit of the broccoli came up. I don't know. One of the 24 vegetables came back up. Yeah. Was it the broccoli or the Romanesco? I mean, we have broccoli and Romanesco. That's right. What else did we get? Spinach, chard. Did we count the chard? Yeah, we counted the chard. There was a little bit of chard. We had two dozen vegetables. That's a lot of vegetables. One meal. Well, well, the walnuts weren't a vegetable, but it was plant. 
a nut. It's a nut. Okay, so 24 different ingredients. And they were 24 ingredients. Yes, ingredients. Like if we were selling that in a store, we would have to list every single one of those ingredients separately, individually. And that would be it. Like that would be the, it wouldn't be like natural broccoli oil or flavor. You told me some one time you heard about that's a thing. I don't want to get into that, but like broccoli oil is a thing people look for or something. Yeah, apparently. So for those who don't know, Ryan and I work at the same small health food store. That's how we know each other. Um, but somebody called one day and they asked me about broccoli oil. And like, I thought, like, I feel like I'm pretty well versed in like the quacky requests that people would call a health food <laughs> store for. But I was like baffled. Like my jaw dropped. I was like, I have no idea what that is. I can direct you to our Haba buyer, our supplement buyer, and see if that if they even know what that is. They didn't. I don't think it exists. She didn't know I don't what know, it was. I don't know where this woman heard of you, this. But. I, two letters. Oz. Oz, yeah. That would be my guess. Yeah. That's 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 what I've asked. I've been like, did you hear this one, Dr. Oz? Oh, been like, I thought yes. you meant like the Wizard of Oz, like... Thought that's well, there's definitely a man that. behind the curtain manufacturing a lot of this stuff. But no, I meant Oz, like Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz, yeah. Yeah. And if they said, yeah, Dr. Oz, I'd be like, okay. And just hung up the phone. <laughs> you, mean, you mean snake oil? We don't take requests for Dr. Oz's <laughs> stuff there. <laughs> that's, that's what I would have said. So we're going to get into the meat, but it's not going to be just like reading ingredients. I want to get in. We're going to get into the research hopes done. We're going to look at the nutrition of these things. We're going to objectively analyze mock meat. And we're going to look at and maybe have a little discussion on what is perhaps better from a nutritional standpoint, um, from an ingredient standpoint, F them all. I, don't, I wouldn't touch any of them. But from a nutrition standpoint, which is arguably more important for overall health. And then also in comparison with like regular meat and I guess you could say animal product, right? Yeah, like animal protein. So we want to look at all this tonight here on The Secret Teachings, and I think it's very important because this can provide, and provided me, I didn't know some of the stuff that Hope was talking about, uh, it provided me with a new perspective, and I hope it provides you also with a new perspective because that's when we have the new perspective, we can expand our minds and we can communicate with others about this information and we grow. That's what it's really all about, I think. I don't know. Do you have a different opinion? No, I agree completely. I think that it's so important to constantly be learning, never settle for feeling like you know everything. There's always something else out there that you can learn. I thought I knew everything until I met you. I was like, damn. Learn something new every day. I do. I, that book you gave me, I learned just glancing through it, I learned stuff. It's a good read. It is. So is the uh, it's, uh, Don Lester David Parker's book. But you haven't looked through that. I haven't given you that book. What really makes you ill. Yeah. But you've heard them interviewed. I've heard them interviewed, yeah. Yeah. But it is a hef- that is a hefty book. That's a very hefty a book. Long. That's an obese book. <laughs> it's a very obese book. It needs to take a run. Might be morbidly obese. It's, a, it's very morbidly obese. We're going to take a walk. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings right here on The Fringe And There's more coming up right after this. My good friend and co-host Hope is with us this evening. www.thesecretteachings.info Don't go anywhere. Want more of The Fringe? 
Check out TheFringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. If you'd like to hear more of the secret teachings, if you missed a show or part of a show, sign up to the ever-expanding archive at thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe for a month or a year, you get access to the full show archive to every show after it airs. You can download and stream unlimited episodes and share your login with friends or family. With your subscription, you can also get access on the website to all of Ryan's digital books and the ever-growing montage archive. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe tab at the top of the page. Use the secure PayPal link and start your membership today. By subscribing, you support The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, Ryan, and yourself. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Why listen to the Fringe FM? We are your number one source for talk radio the mainstream media won't touch. Joe Root brings you everything occult with Lighting the Void. Ryan Gables shatters paradigms with esoteric knowledge on the secret teachings. Gigi and Cortana explore the inner workings of our reality with Shift Happens. Jess of the Rogue Report brings you years of research to explore the hidden facts behind alternative topics. And myself, Alex Exum of Live Talk, the so-called Joker in the deck. We are the Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings or our website, thesecretteachings.info. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, somewhere between the normal and paranormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare. Right here on The Fringe FM. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. out there and so are we ktlk digital broadcasting the fringe fm the secret teachings is the middle ground between the mainstream and alternative between the official story and clickbait conspiracy it lies between man's lack of critical thinking and his acknowledgement of discovering the patterns of nature. This is a radio show of objective analysis from the occult to pop conspiracy and health. A show we call The Secret Teachings. You can catch the broadcast Monday through Friday 
on the Fringe FM, the Fringe.fm, and www.thesecretteachings.info. Well, this is David Parker, one of the authors of What Really Makes You Ill, Why Everything You Think You Knew About Disease Is Wrong. I'm Dawn Lester, co-author of What Really Makes You Ill, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. And uh, it's been a pleasure to be here. Hi, this is Andrew Kaufman, MD. I'm a natural healing consultant. Please contact me on my website at andrewkaufmanmd.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Brian Gable. I am Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. It was Don Lester, David Parker, authors of What Really Makes You Ill. And then, of course, Andrew Kaufman kind of got famous after COVID-19, talking about exosomes and viruses and contagions. And I mean, it was actually the original definition of a virus was what's excreted from the body. But that is not the topic of tonight's show. Tonight's show is about meat. Fake meat, fake milk types of things that we consume, thinking that there are better options to the current system. I think there are middle grounds, but we're going to talk about all of this tonight. We're looking at a couple of these fake meat burgers. My good friend and co-host Hope is with us. She was on the Serial Killer Show last Monday. It's in the archive at thesecretteachings.info. And Hope has done the, well, she's done the work to investigate the fake meat burgers or the beyond food burgers whatever they are i'm not sure what they are but what do you have for us so, yeah, we can use oh i think your mic oh, went my out mic went, okay we're good we're back we need new x we need donations for xlrs <laughs> because this xlr is gone there we go all right so what originally gave us the idea for this episode about doing like mock meats and fake meats was an article that ryan had found and it's titled McDonald's unveils its own meatless burger, McPlant, a year after the Beyond Meat test. And can I just say that he's shaking his head right now because of the name of this burger. He was pissed many times. He was like, I can't tell you how much this bothers me. Like, this makes me so mad. It makes me want to choke somebody. It does. McPlant. So it says. Isn't that name just pretentious or something? There's something wrong with it. Go ahead. It's almost as pretentious as avocado toast. Or eating a pear. One can say. Yeah, one could say. So the article, the Big Mac or McPlant that will soon be the two options consumers in line at McDonald's will have for the latest high-calorie fast food diner. Um, So I can go to McDonald's and I can get a McPlant. That's that's the opposite. It's like a fake burger. It is. That's what it is. It's a plant-based burger and it says that the McPlant is crafted exclusively for McDonald's by McDonald's said mcdonald's <laughs> like said by mcdonald's like that's that a is great literally, line that's literally the line in the article that i'm reading right what's now. the article uh location where did we pick this up uh, at? this is from yahoo finance yahoo finance by mcdonald's for mcdonald's said mcdonald's and it says that we are excited about the opportunity because we believe we have a proven delicious tasting product which is really funny because then you flip the page on the article and it's like we're just doing testing now like, yes, but it's like proven. What? Yeah, what has been proven? Like, do you have evidence? Like, do you have finalized studies of people saying, like, <laughs> yep, it's good. It tastes just like a Big Mac. Like, Apparently, they don't even know what's in it, right? 
Like that's what the article says. They don't even know the ingredients in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It says it's unclear what exactly is in McDonald's <laughs> plant-based patty from an ingredient standpoint. So how can they label it a McPlant if they don't? There might not even be plant in it. They don't know what's in it. It's no. It is probably horse meat at this point. They're, they're just lying, blatantly lying. I wouldn't put it past this company for them to do something like that. That's a real thing, though. The, the horse meat was real. Burger King got caught selling horse meat. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, just like Wells Fargo, when they f- defrauded all those people's bank accounts and Wells Fargo put out this like $100,000 advertisement in the USA Today and the Wall Street Journal. And they said, we're sorry about that. Um, we're going to put you first now. And everybody's like, yeah, great. I'm glad they apologized. Facebook did the same thing. We're going to put you first now. And it's, I'm thinking, it's just like the Kashi promise too. Same thing, the Kashi promise. Wasn't I as a customer first all the time? I mean, you would think that isn't the customer always right? Yeah, but yeah, but like Larry Davis, sometimes the customer is an asshole, <laughs> and that's true. You know that working at the store. Sometimes the customer is a prick. Sometimes they are, but they're there to keep your business in business. I mean, yeah. you need the customers. Okay, so this is a McPlant, and yes, I'm a little bit upset about it still. That's why my hands are red. I'm, very, I'm like on fire. But so, but what you're saying is that McDonald's is is they're hyping themselves up. They're hyping their product up. They say it's proven. But they haven't done an ingredient analysis, it looks like, and they haven't even tested it. So how can it be proven and how can it be labeled as anything when they don't even have an ingredient list yet? Like this is just total, this isn't even news, first of all. It's just to be trendy. It's just because like That's plants it. are trendy, like being plant-based, they had to keep up with the changing wants of the demand, like the demand of the consumer. They want a plant-based burger and... um Burger King did the Impossible Whopper with the Impossible Burger, I mm. think, last year that came out. So I'm surprised it took McDonald's this long for them to release something like this. What, is that, what does it say at the bottom, the first thing that you read down here? It says something about how they, uh, the, the, the proven part. What was that? Oh, it just says that we are excited about the opportunity. Right because- there. That's it. We're excited about the opportunity. That's where the real McDonald's stopped and then the lawyers took over writing. Because the only thing they're excited about is tapping into that trendy market. Oh, exactly. That's it. The yeah. lawyers wrote the rest of that. Right. Because if they keep with the trend, that means money. Right. The, the, if McDonald was a person, if Ronald McDonald if, if was a Ronald person. Ronald McDonald, the clown, was writing this. He wrote, I'm very excited. And then the lawyers wrote the rest. <laughs> That's it. He's living in his McMansion. And they're selling he's eating this McPlant. Anyway, McPlants, I th- I'm upset about it. I don't like the name. I'm a little upset about it, too. I'm upset that they would claim that it's delicious tasting. And it's proven. They don't know anything about this thing yet. I mean, that would be like saying, um, yeah, the 2027 Toyotas are uh, very safe, uh, good side airbag impact, all this, all this check marks. Well, can I drive one? We haven't actually built it yet, but it's, we've drawn it out. Well, then how can it be proven safe? Well, we're, 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 we're thinking about it. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Like the guy that was like PR for Taco Bell like years ago, I did this on the show and it became like a big thing with the secret teachings with listeners. This, this guy was being asked, he's like, what do you think this journalist? He's like, what do you think about the genetically modified corn you guys are using? And the journalist asks him this. And the guy from Taco Bell hope literally looked at the guy. I remember the quote and the guy said, actually, that's a quote. Actually, corn is a staple of Mexican culture. Next question. It just completely subverted the question. Completely. Completely subverted. Well, why are you using genetically modified corn? Well, Mexicans use it. What's about you back there? Actually. Actually. 
That's how you take. See, that's how you take control. Actually, well, makes you seem authoritative. Exactly, and that's all this is. It's smoke and mirrors. It's just like SpongeBob when the big corporation took over the Krusty Krab and they were using these giant gray blobs and spray painting them. And Mr. Krabs is like, people wouldn't eat this without your smoke and mirrors. Exactly. Anyway, you did a lot of research, and I would like you to share this with us. Yeah, before we get into the legal gymnastics that the these companies are having to go through in order to make these claims about their products uh, i want to get into like some of the actual nutrition ingredient breakdown of what is what goes into making in these, these burgers. burgers yeah because they're all they're pretty much all the same like there's really not much different not a whole lot different about them in and, the in the nutrition or in the ingredients in the ingredients and the nutrition, there's a, a few nuances here and there, but for the most part, like it's it's pretty much the same. It's a protein. It's water, a protein isolate or a concentrate, multiple oils, natural flavors, and then two percent of the less of the following. Blah blah blah. The oil the oil makes you a little upset. Why do they need two different kinds of oils? It's not quite, like it's not one but two. Well, how do you feel about the ones that are like? Sunflower oil and or safflower and or canola and or. That makes me as upset as the McPlant does. It does? Like, I, yeah. I would hold them pretty level, yeah. Yeah, I, that just, you you could you could even write it differently to save space, but they just and or, and or, and or, and or, and or. How do you not know what's in it? Like, aren't, do they have to pay, like, per character? Like <laughs> They might. <laughs> for the, like, isn't, doesn't it cost money to, like, print certain it, characters? I'm not sure of the details count. of that, but I'm sure it costs money for the ink to print these packages. You yeah, would think. yeah. Know. Just put like it's got oil in it. We're not sure what kind. Yeah, People we're not wouldn't. sure. It could be one of these four, but we, we really we, don't know. We know it's not rapeseed oil, but we're, it could be anything else. We're quite sure it's not broccoli oil. We definitely didn't use broccoli oil, but it's it could be a combination of thirty-seven other oils. You know. Whatever fell into the vat. <laughs> We're not really sure. Maybe it was maggots. I don't Good know. Good maggots, rats, you know, whatever. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. You, you got the nutrition for these, for these things. Where, where, what are we looking at for nutrition? Are, they, are these things healthy, Hope? I would make a very bold statement and say that these are not healthy. These are not healthy. I don't think that's very controversial. I think a lot of people know that it's not healthy, but it is advertised as an alternative to like a beef burger, like a red meat burger. And I think people will draw a conclusion that that means that it's healthy because it's made from plants. But that's that's just an associate. Like, that's not true. Like, people just make that conclusion. So this would be like saying, you know, I want, if you're going to, like, stab me with a sword or something or cut my head like, off. at least make sure it's sterile. Like, <laughs> at least, like, rub some iodine on it if you're going to, like. I was going in a different direction, but that works, too. I was going to say that would be like arguing, you know, I'd rather have a, an, an iron sword cut my head off rather than like a steel sword or something like that because, you know, it's a different metal. Right. I'm still, my head's still getting chopped off. Exactly. Yeah. My body's still going to just like attack itself. Yeah. Your, your body's not going to be happy. And why? Why is it my body? But I want to know what, why isn't my body going to be happy? Take us through like the details of this. Okay. You wrote down, you even highlight, I gave you a highlighter. <laughs> you highlighted. I did. I color, I color coordinated a little bit. Too. She color coordinated everything. All right. So the biggest thing with these burgers is they were created to have an alternative that is similar to beef, which is like why it's different than like a veggie burger, like a bean burger. Like people wanted something that tasted like beef 
gave the same eating experience as beef, which is why Impossible Foods, they um, they engineered the soy leg, hemoglo- soy leg hemoglobin. It's leg hemoglobin? Soy leg hemoglobin. Okay, I've been pronouncing it wrong. Uh, no surprise. <laughs> it's okay. Lehem- no, I've been no saying lehemoglo- hemoglobin. Yeah, so with Impossible Foods, with how they came about um, engineering that is they took the DNA from the roots of the soy plant and then they inserted it into a genetic engineered yeast and then they ferment it and that creates a heme iron. And it's interesting that they would, the heme iron makes it bleed. It gives it that red color and the same kind of like meaty kind of like metallic taste that you get with blood. And Oh my God. Yeah. Who who came up with this? Like who I don't I don't know why people want that. <laughs> why do you want it? In the it? first right. place, like I personally don't have any desire to eat that ever. But so they and it's interesting that they would do that because the heme iron in red meat is what makes it carcinogenic. Like it's <laughs> like high intakes of heme iron have been associated with colorectal cancer, pancreatic cancer, lung cancer. And then they said there's also evidence for an increased risk of type 2 diabetes mm. and um, chronic heart disease. I'm loving it. Yeah. I'm loving it. And however, like, so, yes, iron is in plants as well. However, in plants, it is non-heme iron. So it's not carcinogenic. And people will argue, like, oh, it's not as absorbable. But as as there are with plants, there's tricks that you can do. So if you combine a vitamin C source, so squeeze a little bit of lemon on your kale, you get it increases the bioavailability and the absorption rate of the non-heme iron without getting the carcinogenic effects. So so in a plant, the heme iron There's no heme iron in plants. There's no heme iron in no. plants. No. Okay, but they okay, but they take this from a plant and they put it into yeast. Mm-hmm. And then they, it's genetically modified or genetically engineered Engineer. yeast. Engineered right? yeast. That's a different show, too. The difference between those two is literally a two-hour presentation. It's just deceptive. So they put it into the yeast that's altered genetically, and then they, like, extract it, and it's, and it's basically, like, replicating the blood from the meat mm-hmm. that is, like, carcinogenic. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. I know you don't have an answer. Because people are so used to these flavors and mouthfeels and sensations. And it's nostalgic for people to bite into a burger and have it like drip and bleed. And it's kind of like cushions people's consciousness when they're like, oh, no, no animal had to die for this. But you're killing yourself by eating it. No, but your soul died a little bit. A little bit. I think so. So mark my word. I'm going to make somebody a lot of money right now. This is what's going to happen. I manifest things when I say them on radio. I bet you that at some point, because, you know, when I eat meat, I liked the bloody meat mm-hmm. at one point. Then I liked the burned, charred stuff, and I would, like, dip it in ketchup. It was like a truck stop eating with me. And, you know, I had everything in between. Like, everybody likes a different kind of cooked meat. I bet you that at some point they're going to have variations of it. So some are going to have more lehemoglobin blood. Mm-hmm. Some are going to be, like, more charred. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but that is option. something that they could do to increase the options. Yeah, for yep. sure. See, I just made them like a billion dollars. <laughs> don't eat it. It's gross. That's my opinion. Yeah, blanket statement. Just just don't eat it. Don't save, eat it. Save yourself the hassle. Don't eat you it. You can send the legal letters to rdgable at yahoo.com. <laughs> so, as Ryan stated, he's more focused on the ingredients of yeah. these products and why he doesn't eat them is because their ingredients are pretty gross. 
So I don't know if we want to take a look through which them. which one. I would just run through all of them, kind of, and see. Okay, well, how about beyond? How about beyond uh, food? Uh, beyond, I call it beyond bullshit. <laughs> it's just beyond. It's ridiculous. Water, pea protein, which they put an asterisk next to, and then it. You look down at the bottom, and it says peas are legumes. Like, like I need a cat. Like I need some kind of like footnote in the ingredient list to tell me what a pea is. I guess some people don't think that peas are legumes. I, but I feel like, well, part of that is that it was like peas are legumes. So if you have an allergy, like to legumes, to legumes or peanuts, like don't eat this. And I feel like if you have an allergy, if you care, if that's why you're looking at the ingredients is for potential allergens, like you should know that peas are a legume. Okay, that's to it. that's true and that's fair. I, I'm thinking about it from another point of view. I'm thinking that it's like a pretend. So you know when you open up like some of those bubbly waters and it's like, hey, how are you? I don't like that. I immediately would dump the water out. You know what I mean? <laughs> or Snapple. It's like teaching you a fact. Is like, it condescending? Do you feel like it's condescending? It's condescending because I'm aware of it and I feel like they're like, well, hello there. <laughs> like I don't need you to explain this to me. All right. Everybody's got a smartphone now or even a dumb phone. Look up what a P is right. if you need to learn. I just don't. They, they, they speak down to you because every one of them is like McDonald's. They're like, we're excited about this opportunity. And then it gets jumbled. What they really said was to make money. And then the lawyers went with the knob and it came out because we believe we have a delicious product, which will make us a lot of money. This is their. Yeah, they're talking down to us anyway. This is why the show's two hours could be more than like two hours every night because I just rambled. <laughs> Expeller pressed canola oil. That's altered genetically. Refined coconut oil, rice protein, natural flavors, which is the bane of my food experience, cocoa uh, butter, mung bean protein, and then you looked this up, methyl cellulose. I thought it was meth... I'm not going to try. Methosopheles. The devil. But it's methylcellulose. I thought they had the devil in it. It was meth- methylcellulose. Is that how you pronounce it? Methylcellulose, yeah. Methyl ce- you are my official translator, by the way. I wouldn't put all your eggs in that basket like that because we're going to run into some trouble somewhere along the line with that. But All right. Mesostopheles. I can't pronounce the devil's name. Methylcellulose. What is? And then it's got potato starch, apple extract, pom- pomegranate extract, salt, potassium chloride, vinegar, lemon juice concentrate, sunflower, lecithin beet juice extract for color so methyl cellulose what is that okay it's, so it's not great i don't think no okay so we're gonna we're gonna talk about this a little bit later when we talk about light life and their big big political stunt that that's they just that's did. a company right because yeah, i didn't know what it was mm-hmm, actually yeah light life is a company um they have another burger and they put out an open letter to beyond me and impossible foods that we can talk about in a little bit it's this but, this is what it is it's the same thing as that. Mm-hmm. It was just a call out. It was, it's, it's laughable, but we'll get to that in a little bit. But um, methyl cellulose is not naturally occurring and it is basically used as a thickener or an emulsifier and it's, um, it forms bulk, which I think is really funny that they're pro- this is the same thing that I was talking about with cereals is that they, they, if they take a good food and then they process it into basically nothing and then they have to add things back in add it back yeah so they're adding methyl cellulose basically to replace the fiber that they took out when they extracted the pea protein and the rice protein so methyl cellulose this is is very counterproductive it is and it's it's so much energy and that's another claim is that this is so much better for the environment than animal agriculture which i do believe but it still is very flawed in the sense that you could just eat an unprocessed 
plant food and have a better outcome than having to put all this extra energy into processing it and then adding things back in that were originally there in the first place. You know, I, I know the first time I learned that was with bread, the way that they do that with the bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, enriched, enriched flour. Yeah, what? It's just, it's just like you create problems that don't need to be there and then create solutions that fix the problem but then create like other problems. Yeah, it's like prescription drugs. Like here, we'll give you this prescription to deal with this problem and then we'll give you two more to deal with the side effects of the first one. Yeah. And it's just, it's just a never ending. It's like, it's like sunny in Philadelphia. She's like, you got 10,000 cats outside your building because you have open cans of cat food in here. He's like, I got open cans. I got 10,000 cats outside my building because I have 20,000 rats inside (laughs) the building. She's like, these aren't problems. You're making these up. These aren't problems. Yeah. These are not problems, but go ahead. No, I was basically just saying like, it's, it's silly that they have to add this stuff back in. Mephistopheles, yeah. Mephist- yeah, Mephistopheles. They have to add it back in. They have to add the back in. So they put the methyl cellulose. So this one of all of them, though, the Beyond Burger, Beyond Meat, doesn't like initially sound that bad, but it's the, to what gets me is the canola, the natural flavors, and the methyl cellulose. Plus the lemon juice concentrate is really just a lot of sugar because anything concentrated is extract. I mean, apple and pomegranate extract, you're getting a lot of sugar there. So it's like sugar really horrible oil like trashy canola oil and then natural flavors which can literally be anything it's just it's not on that principle alone it's not appealing what about the nutrition is it like what's the nutritional output of this thing yeah so the nutrition label for the beyond burger these are all um four ounces okay per serving so one patty um it has 260 calories the total fat is 18 grams it has five grams of saturated fat 350 milligrams of sodium, 5 grams of total carbs. It has 2 grams of fiber, 20 grams of protein, and then I wrote the iron down. It's 4 milligrams of iron. Um, And this one, it is not the heme iron. The Beyond Meat Burger does not have the soy-like hemoglobin in it. That's the Impossible Burger. They use beet juice. They Yeah, they use beet juice for the color. Okay. Beet juice extract instead of GMO, soy, whatever, (laughs) hemoglobin. You you feel good about the beet. Um, yeah, the beet juice extract, I don't really have a problem with. All right. So beyond, that's the beyond burger. That's the beyond Mm -hmm. meat. It's like, it's not awful, but it's not great. Yeah, It's not awful. And it is like, as I was saying earlier, as these products exist to be a substitute that gives the same effect as eating a real beef burger and the macronutrient breakdown reflects that it's similar in calories loaded with fat, high in sodium, mainly the saturated fat is what I have an issue with is I, you're supposed to have like 20 to 25 grams of saturated. How much fat is in a patty? Day. One patty is there's five grams of saturated fat in the beyond. Burger. So I could eat like five of these patties. Yeah. I mean, if you really wanted to, you could, but you know, I could, I know you could, <laughs> but your stomach might not be it very might, happy. After. It wasn't unha- It wasn't happy last night either. Well, a little, it was happy, but it was just too much. It was full. We, we ate out last night. It was, a lot. I'll okay. talk. I want to talk about that. What's up? At some point, the third hour, final hour. We can we do that in the final hour tonight. Okay. All right. Yeah. We that was an interesting experience. It all relates to the food. It was all without meat. Yes, it so, was all without meat. It was delicious. We before, went to be, an Ethiopian place. If anybody out there has ever had Ethiopian mm, food, it was delicious. An authentic Ethiopian guy who runs it and he knows what he's doing. He does very, very good, good stuff. Job. Yeah. All right. 
But but before we go anywhere here, the uh, the, the you said macronutrient. Mm-hmm. Can you explain what macronutrients are? Okay, so macronutrients. There's, the nutrients are broken down into two categories. There's macronutrients and micronutrients. So macronutrients are um, fat, protein, and carbohydrates, and then alcohol. But there's no alcohol in these, so I'm not going to talk about that today. But those they are um, energy providing nutrients. So they have calories attached to them. And uh, for fat, there's nine calories per gram and protein and carbohydrate. There's four calories per gram and alcohol. There's seven calories per gram. So that is what a macronutrient macronutrient is. And then the micronutrients are things that you need in smaller quantities. So like your vitamins, your minerals, stuff like that. So you don't have to have as many of those in terms of like micro macro. People might think micros just need a little bit. Macro you need more of. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of the micronutrients are in terms of like milligrams or micrograms, but the macronutrients. They're larger they're quantities. Grams. Yeah. They only ever break it down as small as grams. Whereas for an example, um, the 18 grams of fat in the Beyond Burger, it has 350 milligrams of sodium because your daily upper intake of sodium should be below 2000 milligrams. So two grams, but it's just nobody really thinks in those numbers because you should keep it below 2000 milligrams. I think it's helpful to have those explanations. Cause like if I'm listening to a show and people start rattling off things, even I listen to myself, I'll rattle off things and I'll be like, yeah, if I didn't know a little bit of this, I would have no clue what mm-hmm. I'm saying. So you got to break no, it down. Yeah, a little no, bit. that's fair. I understand. Thank and, you for making me do that. Of course. And a calorie is a unit of energy, right? Yes. Okay. And there are empty calories. There are, um, well, empty calories is a term used for calories that don't provide adequate nutrition based on the calorie density of them. I have a quick news article, like a brief paragraph I want to share with you on that. When we come back, you're going to laugh. It's ridiculous. (laughs) It's in my food philosophy book, which is on the website at thesecretteachings.info. I have another short break. I'm here with my good friend and co-host tonight, Hope. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM, a new montage coming up right after this. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. to the secret teachings to contact the show to share information and your opinion or give recommendations email rdgable at yahoo.com visit the facebook page facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info you could listen to this and that show is now running all day Friday and all day Saturday on History Channel, which is really amazing. I don't know if there's any other show on TV that's doing that right now. So I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week and join us to explore the outer limits and quarantine zones of history, symbolism, parapolitics, myth, and more. We don't have insiders or some galactic confederation ambassador, but we do have books, memories, critical thinking skills, and an ability to recognize patterns. 
And we also know a little bit about a lot. But don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. Find the Fringe.fm Monday through Friday for new episodes of The Secret Teachings or check out TalkStream Live in the Paranormal Radio app. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info to subscribe to the entire show archive so that you can listen, stream, and download every episode after it airs. Subscribers also get access to our montages and digital books. www.thesecretteachings.info and The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. Don't settle for less. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Why listen to The Fringe FM? We are your number one source for talk radio the mainstream media won't touch. Joe Root brings you everything occult with Lighting the Void. Ryan Gables shatters paradigms with esoteric knowledge on the secret teachings. Gigi and Cortana explore the inner workings of our reality with Shift Happens. Jess of the Rogue Report brings you years of research to explore the hidden facts behind alternative topics. And myself, Alex Exum of Live Talk, the so-called Joker in the deck. We are The Fringe FM. This is David Icke from davidicke.com, author of The Phantom Self and The Perception Deception, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Oh, look, a deli meat. God, I haven't had real butter since I was a little girl. Where'd you get here? A government supply train on its way to Chancellor Sutton. Veggie burgers are here. Nutritious and completely meat-free. Where's the beef? Some hamburger places give you a lot less beef on a lot of bun. If you want to make a clean break from plant-based burgers full of stuff you can't even pronounce, it's easy. Thanks to Light Life. Because I like real food. Made in a kitchen, not a lab. From simple ingredients I've actually heard of. Where's the beef? Where's the beef? And business is booming globally. The demand for vegan meat exploded by 451% in Europe. If you love ice cream, what about trying something new? Well, these maggots might be just what you're looking for. A company in Cape Town is using black soldier fly lava to make the frozen treat. Almond milk is a good source of vitamin D, vitamin E, and calcium. But can it be used as an alternative to cow's milk? Let's find out. Both of these burgers are made from plants and have similar ingredients. The main ingredients in an Impossible Burger are water, soy protein concentrate, coconut and sunflower oil, and natural flavors. 
What makes Impossible Burgers unique is that they bleed like a real beef burger thanks to the soy la hemoglobin. Beyond Meat's burgers' primary ingredients are water, pea protein, coconut oil, and canola oil. Beyond uses beet juice extract to give their burgers a realistic look. Protein alternatives. In the United States, about 6% of people consider themselves vegan. But in 2014, it was only 1%. Nutritious and completely meat-free. Where's the beef? The ocean's dying. Plankton's dying. It's people. Soil and green is made out of people. You gotta tell them, soil and green is people! We've got to stop them somehow. So, I mean, I'm just saying you love cheeseburgers. I mean, we all do. I don't know I whether mean, you, you know, from time to time, try the Beyond Burger, the Impossible yes. Burger, right? <laughs> but would you support changing the dietary guidelines to reduce red meat specifically? Yes, I would. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. So it is la hemoglobin, not leg hemoglobin, but we figured that out at break. Leg hemoglobin, that's le hemoglobin. That's what I said. You shouldn't put all your eggs in this basket of me being your pronunciator. A couple of them broke. That's all right. Le hemoglobin. Again, this is The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. That's Hope, my good friend and co-host this evening on the broadcast. She also joined us on the Serial Killer Show. You're off and running as a co-host on The Secret Teachings, one of like four over the years. I know. I was honored to get the co-host title, not just a guest co-host this time. You got the co-host, yeah. You got the honored, co-host. Truly honored. It, it takes a lot to work up to it. I did read the resume and we looked at it all, made sure it was all good to go. You actually read the resume? I read the you resume. Didn't, you didn't lose it or misplace it? No. Interesting. No, no. My resumes are always lost when I apply for jobs. Funny how that happens. It is. And it's not just an inside joke. That's a serious comment that makes me upset. They always lost. But but yes. Yes. I read the resume. She's co-hosting with us this evening. Mock meat is the subject. She's concerned more. Those of you who know me, you know I'm a stickler for ingredients, and I really just, natural flavor just irritates me. I don't like natural flavor because it can be anything. Freaks me out. You're into the nutrition side. I know nutrition, but you're into, you're into the micros, the macros, the in-betweens. You're all over the place. You know what you're talking about, like mathematically and scientifically. So we make a good team breaking this down, and we're looking at the ingredients and the nutrition of these burgers. So there's Beyond Meat. Impossible incognito, which I want to, str- I really do want to like strangle this cow with the monocle. I don't like advertisements. Uh, Guardian, which I didn't know about that one until you mentioned it, is Guardian. 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 I believe. Guardian. Okay. Say it one more time. Guardian. 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 Okay. Guardian. And then we have Light Life, which we're going to talk about here in a moment. Um, impossible Burger Light Life. Uh, before we do that, though, real quick. In relation to the last segment, you're talking about calories. At the very end, you defined it. I read an article, Hope, from the New York, a New York newspaper. Um, I don't remember the exact newspaper, but I put this in my food philosophy book. Um, a guy named Kyle Smith wrote this about food and nutrition. He said, for the average poor person, it isn't a great option to take a trip to the farmer's market to puzzle over esoteric lefty foodie codes. And I, that line. Wait, what? Yeah. Is that a real quote? I've saved that article for years. For the average poor person. That's so classist, first of all, to be like, because you're poor, you probably shouldn't even try to eat. Try vegetables. to eat healthy. Like, and that it's lefty foodie codes that it's. Yeah, what is that? 
What is a lefty foodie code? Like, why? I know that you have mentioned that like there's political aspects to food, but like I never have known like a vegetable to have a political stance. Like broccoli's not over here being like Biden Harris 2020. Like. Right. And it's also not screaming. I've got vitamin K. Right. That is. Yeah. Look at that line. Yeah, That's a bad one. Esoteric got me because of my background, like in occultism. And it's like how I know, esoteric means hidden. But if you go to a, a supermarket and go to the produce or if you go to a farmer's market, nothing is esoteric. It's like that's a carrot. It's very exoteric. It's very obvious that that's a anyway, that's An a carrot. edible food. Well, it's edible. Have it's you food. ever heard about um, they'll do like studies with kids and they'll put them with like a bunny rabbit and an apple and it's like. They're not going to try and kill the bunny rabbit. Like, they're going to eat the apple, that type of thing. I've never like, heard of that study. Like, it's very natural. Like, you just know what is an <laughs> edible food. Like, how do you, like, yeah, somewhere along the line, like, people ate some poisonous berries, maybe, or some... There was a poison some, apple at one point Yeah, like, somewhere. Some, some mushrooms definitely got somebody, but you just know, like, it has a foul taste when you eat it, and you know you shouldn't be eating it. Yeah. I mean, Snow White, she did eat the apple, I think, right? But... I mean, but the and dwarves, the dwarves got her back. So. There was, there was Eve. She ate an apple too. Was it an, a pomegranate originally? That's the other story. It's a pomegranate. Yeah. And then the blood drop or the droplets of the pomegranate or the blood the, droplets the have died. Of the pomegranate. Seeds or yes. or Well, that's the fruit version, but the God version of Dionysus, the wine God, which is the Greek Bacchus, the Roman God of wine. When the droplets of his blood came down, they grew into the pomegranate tree. Yeah, that's the myth. I, I, See, I like I'm that learning myth. something every day too. You are. It's in the Occult Arcana book that I gave you. I'll have to. It's a big to. book. It is a big book. It's not as big as Don and David's, but it's up there. <laughs> so, Impossible Burger. Let's look at this real quick. The uh, ingredients: water, soy protein concentrate, coconut oil, sunflower oil, natural flavors. So initially, it's like that's that's essentially all that it is, but it has two percent or less of, and then the marathon begins. Potato protein, methostophilis again, methyl cellulose, yeast extract, cultured dextrose, which is just sugar, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just sugar. Food starch modified. I've never seen that before. I've seen modified food starch. Yeah, I've never seen it written in that order. Food starch modified. I've never, I've never seen this before. Soy lehemoglobin. Was that again? How do you pronounce that? Soy lehemoglobin. That's right. So soy lehemoglobin, salt, mixed, tocopherols antioxidant all that is by the way do you know what that is i don't off the top of my head it's it's a synthetic vitamin e oh yeah yeah yeah. they derive it from uh, soy interesting i didn't know that it was soy derived i knew that it was synthetic vitamin e most most of it's derived from soy but yeah so i, I figured you knew it was vitamin e mm-hmm. uh, soy protein isolate vitamins and minerals Ooh. They threw some vitamins Ooh, and minerals it's, in there. It's fortified. It's, it's enriched, fortified. So and, it must be healthy. It's got all those vitamins and minerals. And that's basically all that's in there, Hope. It's like pro- soy protein, coconut oil, sunflower oil, natural flavors, and then some like methyl cellulose. Yeah, to bind it together. Sugar. And then some synthetic vitamins. So I, it sounds worse. It, it starts off better than Beyond Meat, but then it sounds worse to finish. In, mm-hmm. in my opinion, but what nutrition wise, what did you write down about this? Is the nutrition of this better or worse than Beyond Meat? And we're going to come to a conclusion which burger is better, and then we're going to it's like a March Madness, and then we're going <laughs> to compare it to regular meat. Yeah, I mean they're all kind of the same. In what I was saying, they're all gross. Yeah, they're all gross. They're <laughs> all 
similar to real meat. Um, the Impossible Burger, so looking at the macronutrient breakdown, it has per four ounce serving, um, 240 calories. Uh, the total fat is 14 grams, eight of those being saturated fat. That's not good, right? That's not good. That's um, not good. Sodium, uh, seven hundred or 370 milligrams, nine grams of carbohydrates, three of those being fiber, uh, 19 grams of protein. And I think it is good to mention that because these are all plant-based burgers, they have no cholesterol, which is the one big differing on why it may be viewed at as healthier than animal protein because all, no, there's no cholesterol in plants. So, so this is an issue, I think, with the way that terms are used, which I, I've argued that, in, especially this particular subject, it's really a matter of perception. And it's a matter of how, it's just overall a matter of how you perceive things. Because like cholesterol, from what I've read, isn't necessarily bad. It's when cholesterol is oxidized. So it's kind of like with anything else. Certain things are good or certain things are bad under certain circumstances, certain environments. But then things change and what's good becomes bad, bad becomes good. But companies can sell you this idea that like you need, like no one's disputing that calcium is is like a good thing. Mm-hmm. But if you pump a bunch of calcium into like a chip, it doesn't make the chip healthy because calcium is something that your body needs. Does that make sense? Right. It's like what you were saying with somebody from your past, but they were like, I don't know why I'm not losing weight. Like I'm taking the powders, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, but you're still yeah, eating 52 Big Macs. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Like you're still eating horrible things like just by adding some like quote-unquote healthy things on top of that like powders and potions like snorting the goji berries yeah snorting those goji berries like that doesn't cancel out the fact that you're still consuming garbage <laughs> like the, the lo- frank the lotions and potions yeah, the that lotions david and says potions. yep yeah i like that david parker statement lotions and that's what it is it's lotions and potions <laughs> lotions and potions so that's the impossible burger and beyond meat you're saying what's the saturated fat for beyond uh, for Beyond Burger, it was five grams of saturated fat. So Impossible has more. More saturated fat. Um, the Beyond Burger has a higher total fat with lower saturated fat, but the Impossible Burger has um, lower total fat but higher saturated Jesus fat. Christ. This is like, I just bought a new computer. It's like comparing the RAM and the hard drives. It's like, this has got eight gigs of RAM and a terabyte hard drive. This has 16 gigs, but only 500 gigs of hard drive. And it's like, I, why can't it all be the same? You know, that's what it's like comparing these. That's a personal (laughs) thing of mine. I'm tired of looking at computers, but this is what it's like. It's like comparing, you know, I I feel like I've been reading nutrition labels for so long in my life that this just is second nature at this point. Like I can glance at it and be like, for you, it is. Yeah. Or not. It's good food or not. See, (laughs) you get, yeah, you get, you find, got to find someone like hope that will take you to grocery stores and just glance at it. And I'll help you if you need someone to take you to the store and smack that thing out of your hand when you're, <laughs> you're going to put it in your mouth if it looks gross. I did see a woman one time who was more militant than I was. She was very upset. I told you that story. The Whole Foods why, lady. Why is there natural flavors yeah. in, She's like, in everything? Why is there natural flavors in everything? She throws the thing down. She, she left her <laughs> Leaves cart. Leaves the store. <laughs> Doesn't she, even put things back on the shelves. Just abandons her cart. Yeah. She's an older lady, so she's been through some stuff. And mm. she just got tired of those she's natural flavors. Sick of it, man. Yeah. Anyway... Yeah. So that's it, though. That's the, that's the impossible burger. So mm-hmm. you, your analysis of the two, which one's better quickly? Um, of the two, 
I would have to say the Beyond Burger, I think is what I... Beyond. Yeah. And that was more so because it doesn't have the genetically engineered soil hemoglobin in it. But it's also not organic, but some impossible is organic, right? Because that's what... I have that thing here in front of me, this article. What did that article say? This is from a CNET back in 2019. I use this in my food philosophy book, which is on the website. And it talks about the difference between these two foods, if we can call them that. I'm going to loosely call them that. You might call them food. Uh, but it says the Impossible Burger is mostly organic. Mostly. So mostly, which doesn't mean necessarily anything. Beyond Burger isn't. Beyond Burger, however, is non-GMO. However, Impossible Burger, which is supposed to be organic, face backlash because they used genetically modified ingredients. So that was the confusion. Impossible Burger is organic, but they've used genetically modified ingredients. And then, and, and then the, the other one, I just, I'm already confused. <laughs> then the Beyond Burger is non-GMO, but they don't use organic ingredients. So if you, you really need to pick one based on organic, Impossible's better because organic's not supposed to be genetically engineered. But either way, it's like confusing. Right, it's so confusing. And this is coming from people who are fairly well-versed in this type of thing. Yes, like imagine like how confusing it is to somebody who has no idea. That's why I'm going with the McPlant. The McPlant. I'm going with the McPlant. I'm loving it. You have it. two options. The McPlant. Uh, buy McDonald's for McDonald's, says McDonald's. That's what the article says. So that's, okay, so that's the those are the big ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the two big ones. And then... What, what, are the, what are these other three that we have here? So the other three that we have, we have Light Life, Incognito, and then the Guardian. Um, so I'm going to read through the Light Life ingredients really quickly. Yeah. Uh, water, pea protein, canola oil, coconut oil, natural flavors, less than 2% modified cellulose from plant fiber, in parentheses, sea salt, vinegar, beet powder for color, cane sugar, cherry powder to promote color retention. And then the incognito, pretty much the same as the Impossible Burger. They just don't have the soy hemoglobin. So water, uh, soy protein concentrate, canola oil, palm oil, methyl cellulose, uh, 2% less of the following natural flavors, potato starch, salt, yeast, cultured dextrose for freshness, apple juice, apple juice powder for color, cornstarch, sunflower lecithin, vegetable juice concentrate, uh, vitamins B1 and B12. And then ascorbic acid for freshness. It's got B12 in it. It's got B12 because they know that people out here on these plant-based diets don't know to eat B12. And that is not just a um, vegan or a plant-based diet problem. That is everybody should be supplementing Same with, with fiber. Same with fiber. Same with vitamin D3, especially if you live in a climate that does not get enough sun, such as upstate New York. Yeah, that's or Portland. Or Portland, anywhere you, above like forty. You might not have the you don't have the sun. You got the heat from the fires from the riots, but you you're not getting that vitamin D. So you need to get the B12 mm-hmm. or the vitamin D supplement. Like you need if you if you're missing the sunlight, mm-hmm. yeah. you need supplementation. Yep, the D3, yeah, but it's got absorbic acid, which is derived from corn, and so is citric acid. I know you didn't know that, right? No, I didn't. There's something you didn't know. Yeah. It, I know you taught me is so knowledgeable in nutrition, but I guess. Wait, a, say that again. What you were like touting me as like very knowledgeable in nutrition. Yeah, but. well, that's not nutrition. That's ingredient. Remember, that's okay. my specialty. All so right. don't feel bad okay. about that. That's fair enough. So that's the really the exorbic acid, which is in everything citric acid. It's derived from corn. If you didn't know that, genetically modified corn. So if you don't want to eat that kind of stuff, you need to pay attention. And when you do, 
Citric acid is in everything. It is in everything. No, I know it's in everything. It's in everything. So that's incognito. Um, that's the cow with the monocle that I don't like. Uh, and there's light life. There's another one, Gardein. It's a long, uh, it's pretty much the same stuff. But this ingredient list is like three paragraphs. It's enormous. It's insane. But I think it also includes the bun, the patty. Yeah, it's a, it's bun a and patty. slider. Yeah, it's a slider. So like the little White Castle burgers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I slid a lot of those into my mouth when I was younger. <laughs> I bet. I, I believe I, it. Yeah, I know you believe it. Um, <laughs> so Light Life, tell us what happened with Light Life because something was going on with the company, right? Yeah, so this was recently, this was just this past fall, I believe, or the end of the summer, fall. Uh, they did an open letter. Light Life did this. Um, I'm going to read it for you. It says, an open letter to Beyond Meat and Impossible Foods. Enough in bold. They're very assertive. (laughs) They're very assertive. Enough with the hyper-processed ingredients, GMOs, unnecessary additives and fillers, and fake blood. While we want the same thing... We're using real blood. (laughs) (laughs) While we want the same things, a greener planet and a more sustainable food system, at Light Life, we've chosen a a very different way to get there. We're making a clean break from both of you food tech companies that attempt to mimic me at any cost. We are, and always have been, a real food company. One that is committed to using simpler ingredients and methods to make clean and delicious plant-based food. People deserve plant-based protein that is developed in a kitchen, not a lab. Our burger has only 11 ingredients. That's it. Not 18 or 20. Our ingredients Mm. are clean, recognizable, and simple to pronounce. There are no fillers, GMOs, or additives like synthetically produced soil hemoglobin for flavor and color. These just aren't necessary. We use real blood. We use real chemicals. We don't need the fake stuff. <laughs> and then they, they sign off by saying, we are making a clean break because the real future of protein is cleaner, tastier, and nutritionally superior. We're going beyond, and it isn't impossible. In fact, we're already on the way. Signed, Dan Curtin, the president of Life Life Foods. So how do you feel about this? Because I've got some comments. <laughs> um, this actually received a lot of backlash. Um, people in like the vegan community were boycotting light life because of this it is aggressive like it is a call out and i don't know if you caught at the end but they say we're going beyond and it isn't impossible Mm -hmm. like they i'll give them credit for that because that's how i'd ended it if i was waging a war on those two i mean like they weren't trying to hide it like in big bold writing and read the title an open letter to beyond me and impossible foods like they are attacking these other companies and I, it just baffles me why this they thought this was a good business move because they're claiming they want the same things, a greener planet and a more sustainable food system. Then why are you attacking your competitors? Like if you want the same thing. Shouldn't you work together? Collab- Is that what you're yeah, saying? Collaborate, like make this truly a group effort. And you really like it just makes it seem like it's all about the money, which it is because they're corporations and they just want people to buy their product. And, and it also creates publicity mm-hmm. and it creates a, I think, a manufactured form of competition because most of mm-hmm. these companies, ultimately, most companies are owned by the same 10 companies. Right. Even, you know, the the Morningstar one, the Lucifer one, that's the one that's owned by Kellogg's. Kellogg's mm-hmm. owns Incognito. It's like, oh, 
Morningstar Burgers. These are good. In, in independent company. This is going to be good for breakfast. It's like it's owned by freaking Kellogg's. It's right. this half. The, if you go to your kitchen, like 99% of what's in your kitchen is owned by probably two or three companies. Mm-hmm. No matter how many colors and yeah, what is it? labels. Like Kellogg's, SC Johnson. I'll, I'll pull it up. It's in my book. But yeah, it's just like a handful of companies. And then, okay. Well, what else do you think about this letter? Because I have some comments right, too. So that was just like the first line that I addressed just there. So, okay, back to the actual first line. Enough with the hyper-processed ingredients. So they're just resorting to highly processed ingredients, basically. <laughs> we made, we talked about this earlier. Um, you stole my joke. It's okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> were, you, were you trying to put that one out there? Snag I've got other yeah. ones. I've got other ones. It's all right. Um, all right. So we're making a clean break from both of you food tech companies. Food tech yeah, companies. Yeah, so they're, they're going after Impossible Foods with this one because they engineered the soil hemoglobin in a lab. And they're, they go on to state that we're a real food company and something about like making it in a kitchen. I can't find it right now. But By kitchen, they mean some form of laboratory is right, what I'm it's getting like, to. It's, it's an industrial kitchen like i don't know like how are they it's not like one person is in their like residential kitchen like whipping (laughs) up all of these burgers like no well well they remember the that you might not remember this but i remember watching commercials as a kid and they'd have like the the tomato sauce commercials and there was always like a woman there she's cutting the tomatoes italian grandma nobody's in that kitchen it's dark it's dim it's a little warm but it's kind of like cold and dingy and they're just like damp Yes, it's damp. It's like mice, mice are falling into the vats, and there's like some hunchback guy in there, like stirring Quasimodo's this. Quasimodo's in here. Yes, yeah. stirring this thing up, and that's how they make it. I saw a documentary on it. That's how they do it. Oh man! Well, in all seriousness, though, have you seen the the Heinz ketchup where they just dump vats or giant containers that like into vats where the containers of tomatoes are like rotten and oh, moldy, no. and they mix those in for fluffing up the ketchup it's just these companies are disgusting it's It's, gross and to me just for the record this is not about capitalism i'm all for capitalism in a healthy environment where it's not predatory these people aren't capitalists these people are greedy sons of bitches that don't give a damn about you the environment or even their own employees most of the time Mm -hmm. it's just like it is it's disgusting i I digress (laughs) you go ahead i'm sorry um another thing that they tout is that our our ingredients okay so our burger has only 11 ingredients that's it not 18 or 20 it shouldn't matter how many ingredients are in a dish how many do we how many do we have what we talked about today we had like 24 different ingredients in our dinner stir fry a stir fry a salad salad, and some quinoa 24 ingredients and they were individual ingredients but they were whole whole foods unprocessed foods i mean some people classify cooking as processing, but yeah. that, that's where you start getting into the orthorexia, stuff like that. But Well, okay, my question then, Hope, is so it says our burger only has 11 ingredients. we got to take a break in a second. 11 ingredients, not 18 or 20. So in, in that example of like what we ate tonight, the 24 ingredients, mm-hmm. like your 11 ingredients could be 11 different kinds of rat poison. Yeah, it could. It could have. That's the, this is that legal talk, that mumbo jumbo, that legal jargon. Mm-hmm. It's m- word magic and it's, it's gymnastics. It, it's is gymnastics. What I used it is. It communicates to your subconscious in a way, but a little bit to the conscious where it's like, oh, that's simpler. 
it must be healthier. Right. They know how the mind works. It's kind of the appeal to nature. That Yes, it is the thing. fallacy. Yeah. Yeah, you brought, you brought that up last time, and I was wishing you brought it up on the show. We were talking off the oh, show. After, you brought it up. Yeah. yeah, it's the appeal to nature, right? Oh, 11 must be better than 18 or 20. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, Impossible might come out, and they're like, we've only got nine ingredients, not 11, mm-hmm. and shoot back at them, and then it creates a meat war. Yeah, it's ridiculous. A fake meat war. Well, and like the one thing that they say is, I, I this really bothers me, is because they say our ingredients are clean, recognizable, and simple to pronounce. So back to what I was saying, that they're basically all the same thing. Let's look at the light life ingredients. Water, Good point. Water, pea protein, canola oil, coconut oil, natural flavors, less than 2%. Modified cellulose. Modified cellulose is the exact same thing as methyl cellulose. It's, so, the, it's the exact same thing. So if, I, if I'm getting this right, I couldn't, I said Mephistopheles, mm-hmm. the devil, jokingly but methyl cellulose like that might be the most difficult word to pronounce out of all of them mm-hmm. so what they did was instead of changing the ingredient or eliminating it they changed the name but it's the same thing so they can say like it's easier to pronounce but it's literally the same ingredient it's literally the same thing and another thing where they're getting after them about the number of their ingredients like it's like six or seven of the extra ingredients in the other burgers are vitamins that they've like fortified. So them are, with. Are, arguably, the light life burger is worse because they're not adding the vitamins. Could you say that? I mean, from a micronutrient perspective, yeah, you could because it's not fortified. It doesn't have the added B twelve. It doesn't have added zinc or B six or B twelve or B B two B one. Doesn't have any of the added things. These added people minerals. are evil, right? It's so deceptive. We we, we got to go to break here quickly. Well, we'll take a take a couple minute break. But is there anything else that you want to add before break? No, I just think that it's ridiculous that Light Life is going. They pulled this stunt on them. It is a stunt. Synthetically produced. We are making a clean break because and, the real future of protein is cleaner, tastier. And nutritionally superior. But they removed the vitamins from it. Right. So I don't know how they can make that claim. Dan Curtin. What a piece of trash. These companies, I can't stand these companies, the advertising. People are upset about capitalism. I'm not upset about capitalism. I'm upset about advertisers. This is what pisses me off. Mm-hmm. And I mean that in a happy way. I'm happy. <laughs> but this stuff is just, it, it makes you upset too. It does. It does make me upset. It should make any rational person upset because of one reason. They are lying to you. They are profiting from lying to you. And then the money that they make, they're investing it into lying to you more. Exactly. And it's not even about health in that regard. It's just like, they're lying to you. Why? Because they can. They can get away with it. Because they can. You're right. It's like, why are you with this person? They're physically beating you. Well, they love me. It's like, well, they make burgers for me. Right. It's it's the the relationship equivalent. We have that relationship with these types of companies. My good friend and co-host, Hope, is with us. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. I've got those 10 companies, by the way. Mention those when we come back, and we'll get deeper into the fake meat. A three-hour special tonight on The Secret Teachings. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, 
and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. You could listen to this. And that show is now running all day Friday and all day Saturday on History Channel, which is really amazing. I don't know if there's any other show on TV that's doing that right now, so... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week and join us to explore the outer limits and quarantine zones of history, symbolism, parapolitics, myth, and more. We don't have insiders or some galactic confederation ambassador, but we do have books, memories, critical thinking skills, and an ability to recognize patterns. And we also know a little bit about a lot. But don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. Find the Fringe.fm Monday through Friday for new episodes of The Secret Teachings or check out TalkStream Live in the Paranormal Radio app. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info to subscribe to the entire show archive so that you can listen, stream, and download every episode after it airs. Subscribers also get access to our montages and digital books www.thesecretteachings.info and The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum and I host live talk here on The Fringe FM. If you're sick of hearing about COVID-19, I invite you to listen to my show 7 p.m. Pacific, Tuesday nights, for a COVID-free zone. We will not be talking about the C word. We discuss news, society, and culture but not COVID-19. Go listen to the other fear mongers if you want to hear that nonsense. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out The Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream Live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's The Fringe FM. Do you have everything you need to explore the secret teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Don't give me that horse. This shit eating healthy is expensive. It isn't. Go to a fucking supermarket. They're throwing the vegetables at you. There's celery. Get it the fuck out of here. 70 cents, 25 cents for a banana, whatever the fuck you want. Get it out of here before it goes bad. This is Dave Cruz, host of Beyond the Strange, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Howdy. 
This is Jim Morris, the New York Times bestselling author of Crossfire, Rule by Secrecy, Rise of the Fourth Reich, and my latest one, Our Occulted History. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Oh, look, a deli meat. God, I haven't had real butter since I was a little girl. What'd you get here? A government supply train on its way to Chancellor Sutton. Veggie burgers are here, nutritious and completely meat-free. Where's the beef? Some hamburger places give you a lot less beef on a lot of bun. If you want to make a clean break from plant-based burgers full of stuff you can't even pronounce, it's easy. Thanks to Light Life. Because I like real food. Made in a kitchen, not a lab. From simple ingredients I've actually heard of. Where's the beef? Where's the beef? And business is booming globally. The demand for vegan meat exploded by 451% in Europe. If you love ice cream, what about trying something new? Well, these maggots might be just what you're looking for. A company in Cape Town is using black soldier fly lava to make the frozen treat. Almond milk. It's a good source of vitamin D, vitamin E, and calcium. But can it be used as an alternative to cow's milk? Let's find out. Both of these burgers are made from plants and have similar ingredients. The main ingredients in an Impossible Burger are water, soy protein concentrate, coconut and sunflower oil, and natural flavors. What makes Impossible Burgers unique is that they bleed like a real beef burger thanks to the soy lehemoglobin. Beyond Meats Burgers' primary ingredients are water, pea protein, coconut oil, and canola oil. Beyond uses beet juice extract to give their burgers a realistic look. Protein alternatives. In the United States, about 6% of people consider themselves vegan. But in 2014, it was only 1%. Nutritious and completely meat-free. Where's the beef? The ocean's dying. Plankton's dying. It's people. Soil and green is made out of people. You gotta tell them, soil and green is people! We've got to stop them. No So, I mean, I'm just saying, you love cheeseburgers. I mean, we all do. I don't know I whether... Mean, you know, from time to try the Beyond Burger, the Impossible yeah. Burger, right? <laughs> but would you support changing the dietary guidelines to reduce red meat specifically? Yes, I would. I'm Ryan Gable. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. Ten companies, roughly, control all of the food that you purchase and consume, unless it's something very, very local. It's Kellogg's, which owns Incognito, that fake meat. General Mills, Nestle, PepsiCo, the Mars Corporation, Kraft, or Mondela's International, Coca-Cola, P&G, Johnson & Johnson, and Unilever, which is a massive lumbering corporation. Those are the companies that control almost all the food. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. I'm joined by my good friend and co-host this evening, Hope, who's here to talk with us. Once again, last time it was about serial killing and about how cereals are turned into whatever we call these things at grocery stores, like actual cereal grains turned into like Captain Crunch. That's not cereal. It's not cereal. But it it will probably kill you. In the long run, the ingredients in it, which I'm concerned about ingredients. Hope is here because she knows a lot about nutrition, and she was giving us a breakdown of these uh, fake meat burgers, the meat, the mock meat, as you called them, 
mm-hmm. right? Mock meat. Yeah, mock meat. So there's the Beyond Burger, the Impossible Burger. There's Incognito, owned by Kellogg's. And then there's the Guardian and the Light Life. And Light Life just put out some, like, call to the industry. And it was a ridiculous letter that they wrote. We talked about in the last segment. But you wanted to look at the nutritional profile of the Light Life and then we wanted to compare it to Beyond Meat and Impossible and just see what the nutritional quality of it was in comparison with, and we'll just briefly talk about regular meat and uh, a couple of uh, views on that subject in comparison with the fake meat. So what is the nutritional quality of the Light Life? Yeah, so I'm going to jump right in for the Light Life burger. This is a four-ounce patty. Um, It has 250 calories, uh, total fat 17 grams, five of those being saturated fat and it's interesting that the light life nutrition labeled this the other portion of the fat coming from polyunsaturated fat four and a half grams and then monounsaturated fat which is nine grams and i think they do that because their their consumers do or may have some idea of like those are the good fats like the unsaturated fats are touted as the good fats but i was are they they are like um Omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids, they are essential. Our body can't produce them, so we do need to get them from food. But my issue with this is that it's very high. I'm assuming it's very high in the omega-6 fatty acids. And what's really important is the ratio between 3 to 6. You want it to be as close to 1 to 1 as possible. And most. And what does that mean exactly, 1 <clears throat> to 1, 3 to 6? So, like, 1 gram of omega-3 per every gram of omega-6. So So you want to get it close one to one. Mm -hmm. As close as possible. Um, Normally I fall anywhere between like one to two or one to four. And that's pretty decent considering how highly prevalent the omega-6 fatty acids are in our diet. We get too much of them. um, And that can slow down or affect the conversion rate for the omega-6 the short-chain fatty acids into long-chain fatty acids. Okay, so I don't mean to interrupt you, but so I'm thinking about how you, you, not you, but like anybody, but you, anybody can break down the numbers and we're talking about fatty acids and calories and carbohydrate. It seems like for a lot of people, this would get not only confusing, but just totally overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So from a nutritional standpoint, what what is your opinion on how we can address this from a from an informational, nutritional point of view, like obtaining this information and understanding it, processing it, into making decisions that are in line with what we know medically, scientifically, mathematically are sound for the body, generally speaking. Like how do we do that without becoming consumed? Like, oh my God, oh my God, it's not one-to-one. Mm-hmm. Um, having a balance is very important, and I definitely have stressed that to Ryan, and I believe I did that on the show. Having a balance is super important, the mindset behind it. Um, short answer, don't eat processed foods. That's the easiest way to eliminate any real issues with that. Um, that, yeah, that's just basically all. That's all that you need to say. That's really the answer. I mean, it would be like, yep, just go ahead. Like as I, as I said, I've been reading nutrition labels and studying nutrition for a very long time, just in my own free time. So I do, I, I feel like I'm fairly well versed in this and I do have an understanding of what all these things mean so and you have friends I do have friends okay. <laughs> I, right. I do have a bit of a some some of a social life a little uh, bit not a wild one not a much bit. but a little bit um so yeah thank you for 
bringing it back to some people may not be as familiar with these terms as I am. Uh, uh, Yeah. I mean, you know a lot more about that than I do. And uh, like I said, I focus on ingredients and trying to understand how companies deceive and manipulate. That's my specialty. And it's great to have someone who can break down the 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 macro, the micro, and the nutritional density of these items. Mm -hmm. But again, the answer to all this, it's like really complex mathematics. But then again, I guess, I guess if this was the argument, then it would be like rather than sitting down with like a ruler and a calculator and trying to like figure out something complicated about how to put a rocket in space, Mm -hmm. I guess I'd have been one of those people that was just like, just don't go. Yeah. So I I don't know. Maybe I don't know if that's correlated. And with this too, like you can't, this, if you stress about it, the stress is far worse for you, your health than making sure if your omega three to six ratio is a little bit off. Like just if you find that it's causing too much stress in your life, you really need to take a step back. And, it would be worse allowing yeah. the stress to get mm-hmm. to you. So, yeah, definitely. But 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 that's not justification to be like, ah, oh, it's stressing me out. I'm gonna have to eat the cake. Right. You just have to be mindful of it. You know, keep it in the back of your head. Check in every once in a while just to make sure. Yeah, it's doing. Yeah, you haven't completely fallen off the wagon. Um, But continuing on, some people get so big they break the wagon. That is, yeah, that's very true. (laughs) Um, Continuing on with the nutrient breakdown of the Light Life Burger, Uh, it has three hundred and ninety milligrams of sodium, uh, six grams of total carbohydrates, one of them being fiber, twenty grams of protein. Um, They're all pretty similar, honestly, and which is. Why it makes me so upset that Light Life is claiming that it's nutritionally superior because... What does it say? We are making a clean break because the real future of protein is cleaner. Yeah. Clean, that's what that's cleaner, what the letter tastier, says. and nutritionally superior. Light, yeah, Light Life, for those of you who didn't hear, Light Life produced this open letter to Beyond Meat and Impossible Foods. And they're like, enough, enough with this fake stuff. We're going to make it cleaner and better. And we only have 11 ingredients. Not 18, but they took the vitamins out of it. Right, yeah. Some of those additional ingredients were vitamins, which I would argue would make it nutritionally superior. So I think it's interesting that they're coming at Impossible and Beyond Burgers for this (laughs) this very minuscule thing. Our burgers have only 11 ingredients. Yeah, they're, they're really all the same. I mean, it has more sodium per serving. It has less fiber than any of the other burgers listed here. So what what would we do then if we had hope we had these three burgers plus you know there are a couple others that aren't as well known but we have impossible beyond and light life and then there's incognito which is I guess it's well known with Kellogg's and then there's Guardian. So like if we put these let's say top 4 impossible light life incognito and beyond together compare those to meat like regular meat. This is what we've been getting to the crescendo for the mock meat. And then we have a special third hour coming up tonight in a few minutes. What, what, what's going on? What, is it better to eat the meat? Is it better to eat the burger? I know there are like endless standpoints for why it would be better or worse for different people. Mm-hmm. Environmental, personal, taste, allergies. What is your opinion? Um. So I kind of have to look at this objectively from a couple different perspectives. I was talking with Ryan. We kind of, I, I thought that we would disagree on this, but he discussed that, that he, I was actually wrong and that we do agree. But um, Isn't that kind of ironic that you were wrong still, that we do agree? <laughs> you could perceive that as manipulation, but it wasn't. Go um, ahead. Go ahead. From an ethical stance in terms of 
reducing consumption of animal products, I would say that eating these mock meats and fake meats is a better option because it is reducing the amount of animals that are being raised and that then reduces the environmental impact of animal agriculture by having these options that eliminate the need for factory farming and things like that. However, from a health standpoint, they are nutritionally similar. (laughs) Like they're pretty much the same compared to animal meat. I mean, especially the Impossible Burger with the soy, what was it? Soy, Soy soy hemoglobin. Listen listen carefully, the hemoglobin. Soy, the hemoglobin. Right. And I will not say do it. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I would say if you had the option to not eat either, take that one, just eat (laughs) like a bean burger. Like take the time Mm. to make a bean burger. Now that's, that's, you know, like when you're playing the game and the ball just falls into the hole. Mm-hmm. That's where we're at. Cause, so that's what always bothered me. People are yelling, it's carbon dioxide. Others are like, it's nothing. I'm thinking, no, it's pollution. And not carbon dioxide pollution. It's chemicals. And it's the same thing here. It's fake meat. It's real meat. Well, you could like, you might disagree, Hope, but like you could eat something that's more local and something that is well, where you don't eat a lot of it, but it's little bits of meat. So you could reduce meat that way. Um, or you could have a vegetable burger. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like how vegetable burgers have been like left out in the rain while these other two meats like duke it out. Yeah, this is actually a funny story relating back to that that just reminded me. I was on a school trip and we had a veggie burger one night. And nobody wanted to eat the veggie burger. Like, the kids were all grossed out. Like, I was pretty young at this point. And then the next night... Years ago. Yeah, this was years, years back. Then the next night, they served escargot and frog's legs. And I ate them, but I didn't want to eat the veggie burger. So, it's just interesting. What kind of school did you go to? This was when I lived across the pond. Across the pond. Oh, that's yeah, right. You yeah, lived across the pond. I lived across pond. the pond for a little bit, and we went on a school trip to France. We have lots of listeners across the pond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was living in England for a couple of years. Okay, Someone should be asking them, what are you guys eating at your school? Why are you eating <laughs> frog legs and, and stuff? This wasn't at a school. We were at like a, it was like an eco. Okay, why are they eating that still? Why are they eating that there? I don't. I I, I, I cultural things, man. Yeah, I mean, I people eat cats in other places, but here I know. we would never eat a cat. It's all speciesism. I don't like any of the meat personally, but I know I'm I'm. It's like I'm being kind of hyperbolic or facetious sometimes, but I am curious. Like why? Why my school had like Taco Bell, <laughs> and and McDonald's and Domino's. Yeah, like how do they get the funding to? Yeah. Have these entrees available. I know. And then they have, uh, they had like, they brought in another one. They, they rotated. They had KFC at one point. Really? Chick-fil-A. I don't like how they've made the colonel skinny now. Did they change him? Did the, he used to be thicker? Yeah, he used to be a thick guy. He died of a heart attack probably. And then they got the skinny guy. Probably. Wendy, the legitimate Wendy is mm-hmm. like obese. Yeah. But now they got some like skinny redhead girl with a sundress running through fields, cutting up strawberries, putting them on a salad and drowning it in dressing. And they're acting like, oh, look, we got strawberries now. Like, it's so deceptive, Hope. Sex sells, man. Yeah, they're selling. I don't even know if they were selling sex with her. I don't know what they were selling. They were selling a field of strawberries. And it was just, I'm supposed to feel better about this salad. I don't know. 
it's a it's a bothers it bothers me it really bothers me it really bothers me because I'm empathetic and I watch other people just get taken advantage of and I know that I've also been taken advantage they got me the other day this uh, herbal medicinal company the tea the medicine people yeah it's a great company and I'm just I'm thinking it's all organic stuff and I I never read through the back of this particular yeah, box more trust. than once yeah you just assume you trust they got me what was it the safflower oil it was a safflower petal. And it was non-organic and non-GM. Or it was it, it was, was not GMO. organic but GMO. They got me. How did they get me? Got too comfortable. They, I got too comfortable, and they <laughs> snuck in and they got me at night. You saw it. I showed it to you. They I got know. me. You were irate. I was very. You were like, yeah, I can't believe it. I can't believe they would do this. They got me. I feel like it's like uh, the doc in um, how was that movie? Oh, Back to the Future. He's like they found me. I don't know how they found me, but they found me. You probably never saw Back to the Future, did you? No, I didn't. That's a joke. That's future. a joke for the older audience. They found me. I don't know how they found me, but they found me. That's how I felt about these companies. They got me. I don't know how they got me, but they got me. What do you got? Um, yeah, just talking about like transparency with the public. Like, Light Life is blatantly lying, saying that they're nutritionally superior. I was looking through the Impossible Foods website about if the soil hemoglobin is safe, and read about how. They got a what? Did it, what was it? A, a oh, no, I got a, a no questions letter. Oh from the crap! FDA. Yeah. What, so what was that? This was really interesting. You found so they got a no questions letter from the FDA, and it was something about the letter didn't really approve it or give them approval or tell them it was safe, but they took the letter to be. Go ahead. Yeah. So it's this was a quote from the Impossible Foods website. It said the FDA reviewed data and gave a no questions letter validating the safety of our soil hemoglobin. And they said that that was bef- or before they released the letter, it was generally recognized as safe. But then in like the next paragraph, it goes on to say that we have no questions about whether it is generally recognized as safe or not, but impossible foods warped that and took it to be that, Oh, it's safe because they had no questions about if it was generally recognized as safe, but those are two very different things. So you're picking out what I pick out. Yeah. That's, that's the it stuff I'm so, talking it about. Was so subtle. And I was like, I cannot believe it. Like when I was looking through it, I was sitting here and I was like, dude, you gotta read this. Like, this is ridiculous. I can't believe they're like, they throw it in there. Just, they toss mm-hmm. it in there. You know what? It's, it's like that game with the little rocks on the ice where you just kind of like push it. And then you're, um, you know what, the, what's that called? What is it called? What's curling? It called? Is it cr- cr- curling? When they curling? have like the brooms and they're like sweeping it. Is that around. curling? Yeah. It's like curling. Yeah. Like they, like they go and then they just kind of like, go. they're sliding with it and then they let go yeah, of it. That's curling. That's how they put that information into the, into the text. The lawyer's like, he's got the rock and he's just like, and he just lets it go and it just kind of slides right into place. Nobody notices it. Right. It's so subtle. But you got it. I did. I did see it. I was like, hold on, hold on. It never says anything <laughs> after about them releasing the letter, them changing if it is actually safe or just generally recognized as safe. So what what is the what is the moral? We're going to go into a third special hour tonight on the secret teachings here on the fringe. What's the moral of this story for the burgers and fake meat, real meat? My opinion is I don't and we might talk about this in the third hour, but my opinion is I don't like the fake meat. Under any circumstances, if people want to eat it, I don't care. And I think it's probably a really good alternative in some circumstances to massive industrial agriculture. Mm -hmm. However, if you're starting to produce larger amounts of soy at 
at least, arguably, if you're going to produce larger amounts of soy, that has a detrimental effect on the environment as much, if not more, at least as much as industrial animal agriculture or in different ways because of the massive amounts of chemicals that you have to dump to grow the soy. So it's like electric cars, which are more damaging to the environment than gasoline cars on the surface and behind the scenes because what they do is they still have to power them with electricity, which they're going to use some kind of fossil fuel to generate. Yeah, until it becomes more widely available, renewable resources. Yeah, they're going to have to resort to fossil fuels to fuel that. And the resources, the the things that they're using for the batteries are extremely, the batteries are extremely toxic. They get dumped into landfills. And the extraction process is only coming from a handful of countries where they've got basically slave labor extracting things with dynamite from the ground. It's no different Mm -hmm. than fossil fuels. It's it's, It's the same thing, another way for some other group or the same group to change the image, make themselves look like heroes, and make a boatload of money in the process while claiming that they're morally superior because they're supporting the environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is the big thing that I noticed, like reading through these companies' websites, is that they really do pride themselves on, we are so transparent with our consumer, and we care about the safety, and we care about the environment, and we, we want a greener future and a more sustainable food practice. But it's like, Really? Do you? Because it, it the way like <laughs> doesn't look like it. I'm speechless because of it. Like it doesn't look like it. It doesn't appear. If you really take the time to read through, you can see how many like loopholes they're going through to say what they're saying and make it seem as though they really do care about the consumer. Talking points. Mm-hmm. That's all that it are. The the green thing is a talking point. The sustainability thing is a talking point. What do I got? Audio playing here. I pulled up the wrong one. Look how unprofessional I am. But no, it's a talking point. That's all it is. It's a talking point. Because with a talking point, if you know it and you just repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, you sound smart. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if it's accurate, relevant. It makes any sense. And when someone comes along and says, well, I would like to debate it. I would like to discuss it. What does green mean? Does that actually mean what it implies or does it mean something else? Does it mean some company is going to make billions of dollars to develop some product and then go out of business like all those Obama companies did? They dumped billions into green programs. All the companies just dried up and vanished and took the billions. Yeah, green is at the same point as like humane or free range. Like they don't mean anything. It's just to coddle the consumer. That's it. It, I like that. The the consumer coddle. mm -hmm. That's all that it is. That's all that it is. It's a giant scam. It's a mark. It's a marketing technique. It is. That's it what. Is. That's what they're selling you. They're selling you an idea. It's all that it is. I'm Ryan Gable. This is the Secret Teachings. Who are you? I'm Hope. I hope. Well, I hope <laughs> that you stay with us for the third hour coming up in just a second. A commercial-free third hour here on the Secret Teachings. A special three-hour event tonight. Kind of expanding on the serial killer show from last Monday, but a lot of really important information tonight as well. We went through in two hours these meets. I think this is one of the most comprehensive shows that you're going to hear anywhere about the mock meets, the fake meets. There'll be more after this. I got a personal story I want to share, and I think it's going to be interesting. I think you're going to want to hear it. It's a little out of character for me, personally, but I think we'll have a good talk in the third hour. Stay with us more after this, right here on The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM.
Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. If you'd like to hear more of the secret teachings, if you missed a show or part of a show, sign up to the ever-expanding archive at thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe for a month or year, you get access to the full show archive to every show after it airs. You can download and stream unlimited episodes and share your login with friends or family. With your subscription, you can also get access on the website to all of Ryan's digital books and the ever-growing montage archive. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe tab at the top of the page. Use the secure PayPal link and start your membership today. By subscribing, you support The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, Ryan, and yourself. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Why listen to The Fringe FM? We are your number one source for talk radio the mainstream media won't touch. Joe Root brings you everything occult with lighting the void. Ryan Gables shatters paradigms with esoteric knowledge on the secret teachings. Gigi and Cortana explore the inner workings of our reality with Shift Happens. Jess of the Rogue Report brings you years of research to explore the hidden facts behind alternative topics. And myself, Alex Exum of Live Talk, the so-called Joker in the deck. We are The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings or our website, thesecretteachings.info. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, somewhere between the normal and paranormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare. Right here on the Fringe FM. This is Kev Baker of the Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. out there and so are we ktlk digital broadcasting the fringe fm oh look a deli meat god i haven't had real butter since i was a little girl what'd you get here a government supply train on its way to chancellor Sutton. Veggie burgers are here, nutritious and completely meat-free. Where's the beef? Some hamburger places give you a lot less beef on a lot of bun. If you want to make a clean break from plant-based burgers full of stuff you can't even pronounce, it's easy. Thanks to Light Life. Because I like real food. Made in the kitchen, not a lab. Some simple ingredients I've actually heard of. Where's the beef? Where's the beef? And business is booming globally. The demand for vegan meat exploded by 451% in Europe. If you love ice cream, what about trying something new? Well, these maggots might be just what you're looking for. A company in Cape Town is using black soldier fly lava to make the frozen treats. 
almond milk. It's a good source of vitamin D, vitamin E, and calcium. But can it be used as an alternative to cow's milk? Let's find out. Both of these burgers are made from plants and have similar ingredients. The main ingredients in an Impossible Burger are water, soy protein concentrate, coconut and sunflower oil, and natural flavors. What makes Impossible Burgers unique is that they bleed like a real beef burger thanks to the soy lehemoglobin. Beyond Meats Burgers' primary ingredients are water, pea protein, coconut oil, and canola oil. Beyond uses beet juice extract to give their burgers a realistic look. Protein alternatives. In the United States, about 6% of people consider themselves vegan. But in 2014, it was only 1%. Nutritious and completely meat-free. Where's the beef? The ocean's dying. Plankton's dying. It's people. Soil and green is made out of people. You gotta tell them, soil and green is people! We gotta stop them! So, I mean, I'm just saying you love cheeseburgers. I mean, we all do. I don't know I whether mean, you know, from time to time, try the Beyond Burger, the Impossible yeah. Burger, right? <laughs> but would you support changing the dietary guidelines to reduce red meat specifically? Yes, I would. I'm Ryan Gable. And this is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM www.thesecretteachings.info is our website where you can find my books like Food Philosophy, which has a great deal of what we've discussed tonight. It's available in soft cover. I'll autograph it for you. We ship it around the world. It's free shipping in the United States, though. It's on the website. You can read reviews there. I've got a review by Don Lester, who wrote the book What Really Makes You Ill. We have them on the show as guests and friends often. Don Lester, David Parker. We talk about food and nutrition on the broadcast occasionally. Usually we talk about food and nutrition in context with the occult or the paranormal or even politics. All of the components that we don't necessarily think about when we think about food, but all the components that make food an integral part of our life, of our culture, of what it means to be human, what it means to be a a physical being, but experiencing physical reality. Food is sustenance. It's life. Um, Food can be metaphoric. There's so much that you can derive from food. It's like an ingredient, and then that ingredient, when used in a certain way, creates one item, and then you cook it in another way, and it's another item. I mean, it creates relationships. It creates uh, family moments. It creates memories. It creates all kinds of stuff, but it also creates sometimes political anger. Like, you don't think of food as being political, but food's very political. Like, if you eat a veggie burger, or you eat, like, what is it, a... Uh, uh, soy hemoglobin burger, something like that. People are like, oh, you must be a liberal, man. You don't eat that red meat. And then it's like, I don't eat red meat. And people think that I'm a liberal just for the meat. And then people think like I purify my water. So I must be, I must be liberal or I must be like an environmentalist. It's like, no, I don't really subscribe to any of that. I just would like, and I'm here with my co-host, a good friend, Hope as well. But I just think Hope like, nah, I just want clean water. It's not indicative of who I'm voting for, and I just would like to eat food that's not poisoned. Mm-hmm. It's, like, I just don't want to be drinking pool water with yeah, the that's it. chlorine chloride that goes into it. Like The, the one thing I really don't want to drink is milk. I, yeah. Briefly, I want to talk about this, and then I want to have an open discussion with you. But milk. I read something from the milk industry a while ago. 
and I have an Associated Press article. You were reading it earlier. It says, mayo, wings, butter, fake milk is the latest food fight. Ha ha, so clever. But the milk industry said this about milk. They said this. They said milk, their product, comes from, quote, the complete milking of one or more healthy cows. And this is even what I wrote in my book. Notice the usage of the word healthy as opposed to sick, dying cows crammed into prison cells before being ground up for food and having their remains fed to other cows to cut down on farming costs, which further spreads diseases like mad cow disease. Yeah, I'm I'm snapping for all of this. Like, I agree. I think that is a very, very well-written paragraph because that's true. Like, that's the reality of the dairy industry and factory farming is that these cows are not healthy. They're not. I don't know if you've ever been to I don't know if I've ever seen a healthy cow I don't on a farm I like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, maybe in a sanctuary where they, <laughs> yeah, like, take they them. For, yeah, they rescue them, and they're, like, they have been there for a while. They've had time to recuperate and rehabilitate and gain some of their health back. But, uh, yeah, complete milking of one or more so, healthy cows. So it's not a half milk. Yeah, it's a, a, a complete milking. It's a whole milk. A whole milk. It's a whole milk. I don't know how they do this. How they do the skim milk. Is that a half a milking then? I guess the half a milk is a skim milk, yeah. I must be. They do a half milk. They do a smaller container and then they skim the top of it off. <laughs> they sure they do that with all kinds of what kind of, there's two percent milk, they only fill it up two percent. Right. What's the other what's the other ninety eight percent of it then if only two percent of it's milk? <laughs> That's like you ever seen the Grinch with Jim Carrey? Mm-hmm. Remember when they're feeding him all the chocolate or the puddings and stuff, and the, the one old guy comes up, he's like, this is not pudding. He's like, <laughs> he's like what is it? <laughs> That's what, yeah, what is the other 98%? I don't know, but the only scene I remember from the Grinch is the scene where he's passing out the mail, and he's like, jury, 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 jury duty, duty, jury, jury duty. duty, pink slip, junk mail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was when Jim Carrey was funny. I don't know what happened. It got political. Started drinking milk. Started probably drinking milk, yeah, because this stuff will mess you up. In fact, if you're a woman, well, you're a woman. So what what do you think about milk? Because milk is not really good for women. It's supposed to have calcium in it, but what what do you think? Uh, yeah, milk is not good for anybody to consume. First of all, we're not baby cows. That is the only thing that should be consuming cow's milk is a baby cow. It's a healthy cow in my my coffee mug. Yeah, he's being he's not being beamed up because it's empty. But I do have a, I have a UFO mug and it lights up when it gets hot and the cow lifts into the UFO. Um, very standard of what you'd think you'd find in a radio host studio. Very standard. Yeah, very standard. What? But the the milk thing. This always bothered me because I always heard this like milk is actually worse for your bones. Drinking milk, not calcium. But milk. To t- tell tell us why we have a, there's a recent article, and then I pulled a study about the uh, the effects of milk, and I put all this is in my book, Food Philosophy, with the exception of the news story. What, what do we have, Hope? Um, so this isn't from the article, but it's a pretty commonly known thing amongst like the health professionals and like nutrition communities that um, drinking milk, those the populations that have the highest increase of or the highest instances of milk intake also have the highest rates of osteoporosis. Which is a fancy way of saying hollow bone. Hollow right? bones, yeah. So it's where the osteo, what are they called? Osteoclasts, the bone yes. building yes, cells I think that's and bones. It. They stop working. They stop building bones. And it actually, um, the calcium, the high calcium content in milk leaches from, it leaches the calcium out of your bones. 
Yeah, that's not good. It's not that good. means you're not going to have the strong bones. No, it's it's the exact opposite of what they're selling us. So all those celebrities with the milk mustaches, they were lying to me? They were. Son of a bitch. <laughs> all right, but this article, this is from Yahoo, um, September of this year. Uh, drinking dairy ups your risk of this cancer by 80%, a study finds. And it says that... Ow. Uh, drinking just one glass of milk each day could dramatically increase a woman's chances of developing breast cancer. Um, the study is from the National Cancer Institute at the National Institutes of Health and the World Cancer, cancer Center, the World Cancer Research Fund found that women who drink cow's milk could increase their risk of breast cancer by as much as 80 percent in comparison with women who drink soy milk. Um, it says that nearly 52,800 females participated in a seven-year-long study, so so fairly comprehensive, and that compared the health outcomes of women who drink cow's milk versus those who drink soy milk. Um, all of them had been previously involved in the Adventist health study. Um, it said it's in the Adventists seeing a, they typically abided by a vegetarian diet and also tend to eat a lot of soy products compared to those who follow the standard American diet. That said that researchers found that women who reported drinking eight ounces, so a cup of cow's milk each day, escalated their cancer risk by fifty percent than those who drink two to three cups or and those who drank two to three cups of the stuff increased their risk by up to eighty percent. Which is pretty pretty That's pretty disturbing. substantial. That's basically like drinking milk and you're gonna get cancer. Basically <laughs> and what, what, what it really says. bothers me about this is that dairy products are often associated with like the pink ribbon with like breast cancer very good point research. yes like, that has always bothered me so much like yogurt and i feel like yogurt is advertised more towards women as well oh the, yeah well especially the ones that are with the pink ribbon mm-hmm. yeah which it's so disgusting that they're touting this product as oh we're we're finding the cure we're putting all this money all the proceeds for this product go into finding a cure which already like it exists it's called nutrition it's called and plants it's called don't eat carcinogens it's called take care of yourself (laughs) yeah well that susan b anthony whatever it is the susan coleman anthony pink ribbon what is it i don't know it's not susan b anthony i always joked about that and i joked up so much about it i got it confused it's susan coleman i don't know the susan g anthony ribbon blue pink ribbon no that's i typed in blue it's pink Help me out here. Susan G. Komen. Not Susan B. Anthony. Susan B. Anthony was uh, somebody else. Susan. (laughs) I know who Susan B. Anthony is, but Susan G. Komen Foundation. Yeah, be more than pink. And see, they do this for like athletes. And this was like in Seinfeld where Kramer was in trouble for not wearing the ribbon. And so if you wear the ribbon, it projects this moral sense of superiority and this virtue signal like I care but really, if you cared, you'd be sitting here right now like hope, either talking about it or telling others and saying, look, the science actually says milk increases your risk it does. of hollow bone and cancer, breast cancer. It does not reduce your risk of having broken bones. It doesn't. Calcium, yeah, is necessary. But you could dump a bunch of calcium into like lighter fluid and drink it and it doesn't make your bones stronger it's going to kill you right exactly what we're saying you can't just add healthy things on top of something that's toxic and poison and expect it to cancel out the fact exactly. that it's still toxic and poison for you like that say that again 
That was good. Say that again. What? That you can't add something healthy on top of something that is toxic or poison and expect it to cancel out the fact that it's something that is toxic and poison. Exactly. That's it. That sums it up right there. That's it. And then this other, where was this study from? I pulled this a while ago. I think it's in my food book. Um, this study, where is this study from? And this makes, see, the milk industry's upset because they say milk only comes from the complete milking, the whole milking of one or more healthy cows, right? As opposed to a really sick cow and as opposed to, you know, half a milking. So they're very specific and it's all just wordplay to make you think something, to imply something, to insinuate something. And then they also, because I have another quote from some guy in the milk industry, he says that milk only comes from mammals. Well, that's not true. Like, I can look up in the dictionary, and it says milk is a white substance that comes from plants and mammals. So coconut milk yeah, is milk. Yeah, and isn't there something like milkweed? There's milkweed, too. Is that a plant? Yeah, it's, it's a plant, and it comes from a mammal. I mean, they're, they're to the point where they want you to, I mean, nurses teach, the, or they teach this in nursing school, they teach this in hospitals. Some places, they don't even tell you to breastfeed. They go right for the milk, mm -hmm. which is horrific. Like, my son, Fox, he can't, he's not lactose intolerant. He's allergic to it. And if they would have given him this stuff in the hospital, oh, he's in a hospital, he'll be okay. Well, I don't want to expose him to milk. And the nurse was like, because there was other ingredients, she's like, Hmm, I'll have to ask the doctor. I said, ask the doctor. I don't give a damn what the doctor says. He's my son, not yours, not the state's, not the hospital's. And then she comes back. She's like, we'll make an exception. It's like, <laughs> you're, you're not giving him the milk. I don't care. I, you're not going to make yourself feel better about trying to give that to my son. Anyway, I let her have it. But the point is this, this, this particular study, this is the British Medical Journal from 2014. And what is that headline there? All right, so we say that milk intake and risk of mortality and fractures in women and men from cohort studies. So it's it's increased risk of fracture with milk consumption. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this was a cohort study in Sweden. Um, this was actually what I was getting at. This is the study. Well, this is it? Yeah, this okay. is the study that I was talking about. It says um, this was a 20-year study of like 15,000 women died and 17,000 had a fracture. Um like 4,000 of them were hip fractures. And it said for, a bad one. Yeah, for every glass of milk in women, no reduction was reserved in fracture risk and with higher milk consumption for any fracture or hip fracture. Okay, so, so let me ask you this question. We talked about the meats, the fake meats, the real meats, nutrition, ingredients, et cetera. When it comes to milk, like I don't think it's a debate. I think for milk, like if you want to drink a rice milk or an oat milk or an almond milk, for whatever reason, like hands down, every time wins over oh, dairy milk. Absolutely. It's not even a debate. No, not at all. Like milk, I is I think that the dairy industry is worse than the meat industry because... I'd agree with all, that. First of all, they're the same thing. Like that's the thing that vegetarians say. They're like, oh, I don't support the meat industry. But the dairy industry is the meat industry. Like when cows can't produce more milk... They get sent to slaughter and get ground up into low-grade cuts of meat and fast food meat. Like the dairy fake food fast. Yeah, fake food fast. Well, you know what happens when you do things fast? The Dairy Federation says it's been trying to get the FDA to enforce a standard on milk labeling since 2000, and that the lack of enforcement has led to a proliferation of imitators playing, quote, fast and loose, end quote, with dairy terms. 
Those products often refer to themselves as soy milk, almond milk, single words that the dairy industry says is a way to get around the guidelines for milk. Well, perhaps that's the case, but what the dairy industry is really saying is, can the government help us squash our competition? Is what the dairy industry is asking because they feel threatened, mm-hmm. and they are threatened. Threatened, they're rightfully so. They, they, like some of the biggest dairy producers have been filing for bankruptcy. Because, oh, I didn't know that yeah, they have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of the increase in demand of plant milks, and the biggest thing on why they were trying to push for this restriction on saying almond milk or soy milk or cashew milk, oat milk, whatever is because it misleads the consumer mm. by labeling it as milk. What it does and is it leads them away from cow's milk to the milk that is labeled almond that's, soy. That's the only leading. Nobody's that's the only leading. Nobody's confused walking down the supermarket aisle looking at a thing of almond milk that has like these giant blown up pictures <laughs> of almonds on them thinking that it's cow's like, wait milk. Wait a minute. Did they feed the cow almonds and then milk it? Right. Well, there might be some people who actually think that, but... The average person with a little bit of competence, I don't think, is going to be tricked. Like, they know they're choosing these plant milks for a reason. Here's what's misleading. When the dairy industry says milk only comes from healthy cows, that's misleading. That is misleading. That is straight deception. That company I showed you tonight, what was the, I don't even remember the name of the company, the oat milk we had. You took a sip of it. The milk. The milk. Milk. M-A-L-K. Milk. Right. So milk. They're pretty, they're like, they're very happy about no gums, no synthetics, no glyphosate certified. I don't know what exactly how that happens, how they can certify it for that. But it's like literally salt, oats, water, and that's it. Mm -hmm. It's like three ingredients. They're telling you all the stuff that's not in it, which is, yeah, it's bragging, it's marketing, sure. But it's, it's that simple and it's not misleading anybody. It's actually being more forthright than the milk industry is. When the FDA allows for like blood, feces, pus, pus, mm-hmm. piss, and a number of other items to be in the milk in certain quantities. And most people, who, like people who do consume dairy, that is where they get their iodine from because that's a nutrient. I didn't know that either. Yeah, that's a nutrient of concern for people who don't consume animal products is you should supplement with iodine or a like sea vegetables are high in iodine, but it's because when they clean the udders of the cows with iodine. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I learned something. Yeah, that's true. That's where you get your iodine from is that it, it seeps in along with the pus and the feces and the urine that goes along. Let's be clear. We're not Is being... that the other 98% of that's milk? The other 98%. <laughs> yeah, it's the exactly. It's 2% milk. And then like, you know, we'll break down the other 90% in the pus and excrement yeah just general disgusting it's just disgusting (laughs) and then you get the phlegm yeah it's mucus forming it's inflammatory like milk is just the worst and by the way on that note what grab the book grab an apple too back there if you're if you're feeling low low battery i'm good you're good okay so thanks for grabbing the book that sounded pretty demanding grab the book will you please grab the book thank you for you're welcome grabbing the book you gave this book to me Michael Greger, MD, How Not to Die. I like the title. So you gave me this book, and then I was I was touched that you went and got me a book, bought me a book. I ended up get I, well, I let you borrow my book, and you gave it back, and then I bought bought you the copy mm-hmm. of the China study. Yeah. So this is from the China study. I got this in my book, Food Philosophy. Um, uh, the authors of the China study found this. 
Uh, the results of the research on diet and disease produced by T. Colin Campbell and his colleagues from Cornell and teams in China found this. They found this. Low-protein diets inhibited the initiation of cancer by aflatoxin, regardless of how much of this carcinogen was administered to these animals. Now, they did this over thousands of tests, thousands of studies. This isn't like one independent study over a couple years. So they found, it's interesting, no matter how much carcinogen, low-protein diets did not activate the carcinogen. They did not get cancer. After cancer initiation was completed, low-protein diets also dramatically blocked subsequent cancer growth. In other words, the cancer-producing effects of this highly carcinogenic chemical, the aflatoxin, were rendered insignificant by a low-protein diet. In fact, dietary protein provide proved, excuse me, to be so powerful in its effect that we could turn on and off cancer growth simply by changing the levels consumed. That is like, that's like the summary of the China study. And they did in hundreds and thousands of reports. They were able, they fed mice, they fed rats, mice. What's that called when they test on them? Vivisection. Vivisection. So they did the vivisection and they literally would feed the mice the chemical or the toxin and they would feed them the, the plant protein they could reverse cancer, turn it on, the tumors would grow, they would lower. I mean, they did this extensively. It's crazy. I mean, there are other factors that go into it. But on the subject of milk, animal protein, T. Colin Campbell, a Ph.D., wrote, casein, which makes up 87% of cow's milk protein, promoted all, every one of them, all stages of the cancer process. Literally, milk is like, itself a carcinogen to human beings it is Mm -hmm. extremely toxic to the body well and another thing is is people are always like oh the last thing i could give up is cheese like i could never give up cheese and that's because it is the casein oh you told me this yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, explain this so they um extract out the casein and condense it and it is loaded and loaded with something called casomorphines which act on your brain the same way that morphine does it. It's an acts on the opiate receptors. And this is in cow's milk for the baby cow, so it keeps coming back to drink more so it can grow. It's a survival mechanism. But we're not baby cows, so we shouldn't be consuming it. And that's, that's it. That's why cheese is so addictive for people is because it literally acts on your opioid receptors in your brain. That's 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 the, the, I know you've told me that, but that's like, the most profound thing that I think has been said on the show tonight. Mm-hmm. That's huge. It is huge. It's enormous, Hope. It's gargantuan. <laughs> it's enormous. It's enormous. That's such an impo- important piece of information. I'm not saying that to build you up. I'm saying, like, that information is huge. Like, I, need, I would need you to explain that to me again. Like, I need to hear it again. You don't have to. But I'm saying, like, it's really profound. I, I mean, who knows that? Like yeah, a handful so it, of people? It's not just people who don't have enough self-control that they can't give up cheese or can't limit their cheese. Like it's it's actually addictive. It's addictive. And it, it acts in the same way as an opiate would. Sugar does. Sugar has mm-hmm. the same. In all the studies, sugar has the same effect or a worse. Yeah, or worse. Yeah. Than, than cocaine or heroin, mm-hmm. I've read. It's bad. It's bad stuff. What the hell? Cocaine. It's worse than cocaine or heroin? Apparently, yeah, apparently I have heard that as well. Maybe I'll feed, I'll be, I'll be the Florida man who feeds sugar to the squirrels, not meth. <laughs> okay. All yeah. Right. Florida man feeds sugar to squirrels. I just took a drink of my tea and I got scared. I forgot I put that ginger chunk in there. Oh. It looked like a chunk of cheese. Really? <laughs> got, oh, man. I, I got really nervous. Like those chunks of cheese in the Amy's 
prepared meals. That's what got, that, that got you. That that's one the time. last time it got me, but that was like eight, nine years ago. You remember that already. Mm-hmm. Also, um, speaking of chunks of cheese, um, and then I, and I want to pass the mic to you. Uh, that cheese, I, the cheese I used to eat and Ooh, it was gross. Like I can taste it right now. The little, they used to have like the, the housewife selling it. She wasn't really skinny or fat. She was just kind of like in the middle and she'd be like taking that bite of the cheese. It was a little round wheel. Baby bell in the wax. Yep. Baby bell in the, you know it. I knew, I knew. And I used to eat bags of I was going to gonna interrupt you and that. be like, can I take a guess before you describe it even further? Is it Baby Bell? It's Baby Bell, and I used to eat bags of that. And it was expensive, too. And you can, like, make little molds out of the wax. Like, it was fun. I used it to was eat fun. Them. I used to eat them, too. I, I told you we're going to make pizza. I've already told everybody I've made pizza. Okay. I even told Don and David I made pizza. I was very <laughs> excited about the pizza. How many days in a row did you make pizza? At least six. At least. And I finally mastered it. And the it. seventh day was a calzone. I took a break on the seventh day, like God. I came back and made a calzone. A day of rest. I'd made a day, I had to have a day of rest on the 7th, yeah. Then I came back and made a calzone, and I got very sick. Because <laughs> that turned out to be like 90% bread. The top, the toppings melted as out of it. As calzones do. As they are, yeah. So I made that, and I was thinking, like, I'm going to get one of those Miyoko's fake cheeses, the cashew cheese. Oh, okay. I'm going to wrap it in the dough and make, make stuffed Ooh, crust. stuffed crust. You'll okay. want to be here for that. I will. Stuffed crust pizza. And when, when Fox gets a little older, I want to make him like little tiny mini pizzas. Yeah, with a little cookie cutter. That would be fun. All right, so we've got a segment here left. I, for the first time, I don't know how, you tell the story. What happened? Okay, so. And it all has to do with food, so. Mm-hmm. So we were at work and Ryan comes up to me and he's like, hey, do you want to go to that, um. The Ethiopian place, because we had talked about going a couple of times back on like one of our trips and we'd never managed to go. But he came up and he was like, yeah, let's do it. Like we can go to lunch or something. So we ended up going out to dinner and they are like a tapas style thing. Like it's small dishes. Not tulpa. Not tulpa. Tapas. Tapas. Yeah. So we ended up going out and we take a look at the menu and we're like, everything looks so good. Like we keep going down the list. And one after another, we're like, oh, we want to try that. We want to try that. So Ryan, he looks at me and he's like, okay, hear me out. Hear me out now. I did say that. It might be crazy, but what if we get one of everything? And I was like, yes, immediately. I immediately responded. I was like, yes, let's do it. Like, it's going to be great. It's like $5 a piece. Well, yeah, that's what got got, me. It was like five a piece. Let's just do this. Let's do it. Yeah. And it ended up being, what was it? It was like $64 total. Oh, no, we ended up How getting many dessert. Items? Yeah. So it was like 10. 10 food items. And then two desserts. We got 10 dinners. 10, ten tupas. 10 small din- tapas. Tup- tapas. Tapas. We got 10 tapas. And then we got two desserts. And it was delicious. It was so good. It was the the best dining experience I have ever had. It was. Well, that was because it was with me. Well, yeah. It wasn't just the food. No, it, being with you would have made it more special. It definitely. made it. Exactly. Although we're a little bit upset about the guy because he destroyed our taste buds now. Yeah, this dinner that we made tonight, I was like upset. I was like, I know that this is good. This is all like <laughs> delicious food that I eat all the time and I love it and it's so flavorful, but we were just bombarded with flavor the night before that like I couldn't taste my food. And I was a li- I was like upset. Like I wasn't as excited about it. I wasn't upset. <laughs> it still tasted good. It's going to make me feel good, but I was like 
damn, I'm like missing something. There's a percentage of the dinner tonight that I thought was better, but I think it's because you made most of it. And when someone makes it for you, it's always better. I even mentioned well, that yeah, to you at that, the restaurant. Yeah, that was part of what made the restaurant so good is that we didn't have to make it. He just like that kept bringing like one dish out after another. And I think in my opinion, he started us off too strong. He did. He well, started us off with the special. And what was it? It was a chipotle sweet potato Oh my God. Curry. It was, yeah, chipotle sweet potato curry. I think oh, there was, was smoked paprika in there. It was so good. It was so good. It had like crispy sweet potato chips on the top. Mind you, this place is completely plant-based. Like, there's no animal products in this restaurant. Um, it is it is so good. It's all, like, local ingredients. Like, the owner of the restaurant. He actually gets it at yeah, the store Yeah, he gets it at the store we work at. Yeah, we see him in there all the time. So we, we were talking about how we were like, oh, like, I'll hook him up with my, like, discounted the discount. special order price if he, like, can give us a discount on. If we come in and buy the whole menu, at least, like, knock a couple bucks off. Or, or the shrink in. items. Yeah, we'll Give him the in. shrink yeah. items. You just make the dinner. Here's the free food. Right. Here's the free food. Please cook it for us. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually took a picture of the menu. because we So we got we got greens. We got, I don't know how to pronounce some of these. Kik, kikad? Kitchery? Kichard, Kichad, K-H-I-C-H-A-D. It's like some, in, yeah, is it Kichari. like an Indian, mm-hmm. Ethiopian thing? Yeah, it's thing? like a traditional Ethiopian dish with like mung beans and rice. Lentils, which were slow cooked and like curry and Berber spice. Mm-hmm. I'm into the Berber. Yeah, I actually went out and I got some Berber spice you did get for Berber. us today. <laughs> yeah, I was at... I was at the store and I saw it. I was like, Ooh, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna surprise you, this when I come over to do the show today." It was very surprising. I was like, "I, I was, I was not expecting the Berber." Really? The Berber it it made it made part of my day. Uh, the stew, the stew with the garbanzo beans in it. Yep, and then we got vegetables, risotto, a pizza. It was small though. It was a very small pizza. It was small. It was like a single serve. A salad. Uh, you know what was very underrated that we didn't really think about afterwards? The gnocchi. Oh my god! That I was forgot about very, them. very were good. Very good. I wasn't. I was not a fan of them when I first ate them, but the more I ate them, the more I liked them. It was like when you met me. <laughs> exactly. She wasn't a fan, and then we started talking. It wasn't that I wasn't a fan. I was just like, eh, eh. to be fair, nobody's a fan at first. That's fair. They usually stay not a fan. Right. You have to. You have to find what really brings you together. And for us, we it's did. food. It's food. We found it. And then we also got, what did we get? We got a flourless chocolate cake. Which was so decadent. It was You couldn't even call it cake. I would call it fudge. It was like fudge, but I don't like that word. And I don't like fudge. What don't you like about fudge? I don't know. It just implies like too much chocolate. It was it was rich. But it was, it was rich. It was, it was very, very rich. rich. Yeah. But in, in the best way. It was the perfect balance. And he put like uh, walnuts and maple, maple syrup, on, syrup on it. And then the other dessert was like a roasted apple with cinnamon and maple syrup and pecans, like toasted pecans. I went crazy. I put the chocolate uh, cake stuff mm-hmm. into the apples and ate that. It was it was a delicious dining experience. I'm like getting I'm like getting excited about it right now. I'm thinking I am about too. I want to go back like now. Right? I know. I want to get a vat. How soon that's... is too soon? to go back i don't know a, a full digestive process right. 72 hours it should not take that long for you to digest all your food how well i think i digest pretty quickly like 12 to 16 hours so we're already in the clear like, like 12 to we 24 we could have gone back hours. tonight like, we could have gone back tonight. we're just gonna 
our taste buds are never going to come back. We're never going to no. be able to cook for ourselves he's, again after this. So I have two theories. He's putting MSG in the sweet potato soup. And this is, by the way, this is like most of this is organic. Mm-hmm. It's Some of it's local. Like he buys it all at the store. So it's not like, so for, for you as a listener who listens to this show all the time, it's not like Ryan went out and just ate trash. Like we, we went to a really good restaurant mm-hmm. that was local organic stuff, but it was still like unbelievably delicious. He's putting, he's got to be putting MSG in it. Or, or, or second theory. This is my main theory. Yes, your, the original theory is that he's cheating and putting truffle oil in everything. Yes. Because that makes everything delicious. And I never liked truffle oil until I tasted it. And then I did in a the, shot. The vegetables, like the broth that it was in. I did a shot of it. You did. How did you feel about the way that I dined? <laughs> Are you referring to the licking of the plate? I did lick the plate. <laughs> you know, like that's part of the whole dining experience is that you have to have fun with it. Like being able to share that experience with somebody and share their excitement. And there were moments when like you and I, we, I think it was when we were eating the cake, we like paused at the same time and he like looks up and he's like, you're thinking about it. I was like, yeah, I'm thinking about it. Like I'm letting it melt in my mouth. Like it's so good. Like we're just enjoying this experience of like dining out and having delicious food that it's even more delicious because we didn't have to cook for it. It was affordable. Like this whole dinner, we spent $70 like with the tip. Like that was it. Split two ways was nothing compared mm-hmm. to what you'd spend going to like Applebee's or something. Oh my God. Yeah. And if you added like drinks on top of that, like absolutely not. Plus the drinks distort the meal. If you have like soda, I'm not, not that I'm drinking soda, but if you had soda or something like yeah, all that sugar. Yeah. It ruins, ruins the meal. Think about that. Like the last time I went to a restaurant like that was when I was a kid, like Cheddar's or Bennigan's or something. We don't even have those up here. Bennigan's, there's one Bennigan's I think left in Florida, but they're gone. Cheddar's is in West Virginia, there's Cheddar's. But it's like, it's all the same food. It's like brown, Mm -hmm. yellowish with some dipping sauce, fried. Right. Which your voice has been fixed, by the way. A little bit. It's no longer, it's baked. We'll have to, we'll have to hear. It's a baked voice. I think it's baked. Slightly baked. Just a little not roasted. Like, yeah, not like high, but it's like... A, not with a, oil, though. Not with oil. No. It's a, was, it's a, could be a no-bake. A no-bake? Oh, yeah. Just cold set in the fridge. That's what we did with you. But that, no, that was my one, like, qualm about the dinner. It was that, because I don't cook with oil in my day-to-day life, like, I don't, I try to avoid it as much as I can, just because, in my opinion, oil is, like, the sugar of the fats. Like, it's just refined fat at that point excess you don't need it Yeah, it's excess you don't need it like there's so many other things that you can use for sauces and like other fat sources like tahini and it has it's more nutrient dense so that's why i prefer to use other alternatives as opposed to oil but you this is why i wanted to tell this story because it's personal but you even though you talked about all this nutrition tonight all this stuff about health and breaking it down you don't normally eat oil but you did for the dinner Mm -hmm. because it was the experience and it was it was fun, and I'm sure that the amount of the amount of laughter that we had, and the enjoyment <laughs> of the food and each other's company, was better for your body, and essentially overrode whatever the oil did to mm-hmm. you. Oh, I 100% agree. I definitely think so because I woke up this morning and I felt great. Like I noticed that I like felt really good, and I think it's because we did go out and we shared that experience together. Well, you so. came into work this morning, and it was like. I mean, you looked like your eyes, you were tired. I was tired. It was but early you, in the morning. It was early in the morning. And you weren't working. It was my day off. It was your day off. I stopped in. I had yeah. to see what free food there was for me to take yeah. home, the shrink. Yeah, you're a fiend like I am. But your face would, like, you look like you were, like, 
happy and satisfied. But mm-hmm. it, and it wasn't. But if you would have just eaten oil, eaten oil by yourself, you'd have probably woken up with like a breakout. Yeah, like if I had eaten a food, like if I had eaten a meal like that, just home alone by myself. All ten tulpas. All all ten of them to myself because you know I would have. <laughs> I would have just. Me too. I would have felt horrible in the morning, and I really do think that it was being able to have that conversation with myself. Like, I don't eat oil in my day to day life, but. I'm not going to worry about it when I go out and about and I can enjoy this meal. And although I might still be stricter in some ways, I ate this. Yeah, you ate fudge. the yeah, you ate the cake which was very very sweet and you said it was getting to you like halfway a, li- a little bit, but I just pushed through it and I was like, I mean, I paid for this, but I also it was the experience of mean? eating it well, with yeah, you. What do you mean that it was getting to you? Like you could feel it. I could in feel your the body, sugar rush. No, was the it sugar anxiety rush. Anxiety about it? No, it wasn't it was, anxiety. It was a genuine sugar rush. It was a genuine like I could feel the sugar, but nothing that was excessive. It went away. I drank more water and it went away. Mm-hmm. Like you drank water during. You said it helped the. When you say you drank drinking a lot of water when you got oh, home. Oh yeah, when I got home, yeah, to help balance out the amount well, of salt in it, and I felt great. Like I normally, if I go out to eat the next day, I'll feel like I'm retaining water, but I didn't. I'm gonna ask the guy. But you put. You put in truffle, uh, truffle oil and everything? Yeah, next time we go in. Be like, no, so, no clue so what you're talking truffle about. Truffle oil in this? Yeah, right. No, you put truffle oil in the water, didn't you? Did I? No, him. Oh, and yeah, so you, put you it must have, yeah. But I did, I know, what did I do? I licked the plate. You were mixing, you were like making a tower. I think you put... It wasn't a tower, it was a wall. You, <laughs> <laughs> you put like the sweet potato soup and the kitchery and... Some of the like crushed. Oh, he had the, the shaved, dried sweet potato. Some of that, no. But I was thinking about the like raisins and uh, crunchy chickpeas and like some nuts that he did on the I side. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the spice. It was so good. Probably Berber. Probably some Berber. Yeah, it's like baked those chickpeas. I told you I was bragging about those for like months. They were delicious. They were crazy. I know you. You, you even gave me the I last. I gave one. you the last one. That's nice. I gave you the last kind. one. It wasn't even like that noodle thing in the tramp. I just gave you the last chickpea because <laughs> I've had so many of them. Even though I've only been there like once, I ate the whole bowl. He used to give you like a whole big bowl. Really? I'm sure yeah. you could ask him next time. I'm I going mean, to. if we go in and we're like, give me one of everything. He's probably going to be like, like, can we Whatever each get a bowl? Can we each get a bowl? Right, right. We'll bring you some shrimp. I know. Next time. Okay. So we didn't really get one of everything. There was. We did miss the. two items that we didn't get. It was like it was, a yogurt thing, but it was. It was just topped with yogurt. I think it was another stew curry type thing but it had yogurt on it but we're gonna ask for yogurt on the side because yogurt you, on the side okay it's, this is a coconut based yogurt by the way this is not a dairy yogurt but we just yogurt need to clarify. yes after the last segment yeah. <laughs> but yogurt just to me makes me want to vomit like a gag. That's a gag that's how you are with molasses as well molasses and yogurt yep i'm like you know d and sunny where she talks to guys that she likes, and she's like, oh. <laughs> "That's how I feel about yogurt <laughs> and molasses." <laughs> I hope it came through over the mic, all right. But yeah, yogurt is like, Egh. and then the the chai tea drink. Yeah, so we could literally buy everything, everything on, the, on menu. the menu, and it would be like seventy dollars plus a tip. And, and it's not that much, considering that, like, I go to Wegmans, right? People easily and spend like twenty dollars on snacks, right? That'll eat in a night. Mm-hmm. You could just go out and have a nice meal. At the, I mean, this, and it was a local business too, which was great. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was great, and it is super important to support local businesses and p- 
like companies that you truly do stand behind their practices and like boosting your local economy and being aware of the energy exchange that's going on behind your dollar, like being very mindful of where you spend your money. So uh, uh, on this excursion and we go out to eat like you normally you're not into the oil, but you did the oil. Mm -hmm. I'm not into the sugar, but I did a little bit of the sugar. And although it's a, it's not like we went to McDonald's or something, Mm -hmm. we'd both be dead. If we went to McDonald's, I, well, we could, I don't think we can eat anything at McDonald's. No, I'm saying if we just went there to eat, like p- people know me. So if like they're hearing Ryan went out to eat mm-hmm. and he went out with someone to eat and they just ate one of everything on the menu. Like if I went to McDonald's and did that, I would be dead. Oh yeah, for sure. You would be dead. Oh, this absolutely. show would never have happened. No. So we went to a, we, we worked around that, found a good restaurant. Mm-hmm. I was banned there. But seriously, I was banned there. But they, let, I don't think the guy remembered me. Not the I owner. Remember, yeah. The, the cook. But He did bring one of the dishes out. Do you think that he recognized I don't you? think he recognized me, Does no. he know your face? That, I don't he think know he knows. He knows my voice. So I, couldn't, I probably couldn't You do call. have a very distinct voice. Yeah. And I didn't, you said thank you. And then you looked at me like, that's the guy. Uh, yeah, no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, is, that, is that him? Yeah. Gonna, are we going to have to like eat real quick now that he knows you're in here? He wasn't spitting in our food. He was putting spices in he it. He may so have. He may have. Well, uh, I don't know. Uh. Whatever it was, it was very good. <laughs> I got to say, the sweet potato soup and then the stew. I, like, I loved the stew. The stew grew on me. Mm-hmm. And the pizza wasn't as great. I had never eaten anything else there except the pizza. But it, now that you have a frame of reference... I also did it. What did I do a shot of? I did a shot of the truffle oil. The broth. The broth. With the, yeah. You did. I thought you did something else. Was it the. I did several shots of it was the, liquids. The, <laughs> the gnocchi sauce. I did shoot up the gnocchi sauce too, didn't I? <laughs> I think so. None of this embarrassed you. No. It, well, okay. Granted, we were the only two people in the restaurant. Ah, so now it comes there out. There was nobody, no judgmental eyes. However,. I, I don't care. You I didn't care. I licked the plate. No, I I didn't care. Shot the gnocchi stuff. Shot the truffle oil. Or the truffle oil. Which that one, no one's going to blame you because no, it's so expensive. It's so expensive. Yeah, they'd slap you if you didn't, honestly. Yeah. Although he did, one time he came and took away my risotto a little bit. I was like, can I scrape yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he did. He tried to take some dish away and there was like half of a bite left. And Ryan was like, wait, wait, hold on. Can I, can I scrape the last <laughs> bite out of that? He was like, oh, of course. That's very me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, like, I could have just let him walk away with it, but no, I got to, I well, paid for that. I know, exactly. And, like, I personally, like, don't like wasting food, which is why right. our fridges look the way they do right now is because we. I should post a picture of honestly, the fridge. Honestly, you should, because I don't think people fully understand what our fridges look like unless you see it for yourself. It's insane. I think you should. I'll post it on the website. Okay. Um, Under the, what is this? I have a section on, like, Food. I'll post Just it somewhere. It'll be somewhere social media or something. I'll post a picture of my fridge. It might sound boring, but it's a crazy fridge. You got to see this thing. I have a whole drawer of delicata squash. <laughs> I don't know if many people even know what delicata squash is. What is delicata is. squash? Quickly, because we're almost out of it time. It is like the sweetest squash you'll ever eat. Honestly, like the first time I ate it, I audibly out like said out loud, I was like, oh my God, like this is amazing. Like I was alone in my house and I like audibly. <laughs> said how, like i made a that it was on so it. It good it was so good it tastes like a pastry in my mind like it was like so sweet it tasted like a baked it does good. it does and it's d-e-l 
I C A D A T A T A. I know. Okay. I know, but I got that wrong one time. <laughs> Even though I work in produce, but now you work in produce. I know. Now I work in produce. I'm super produce. excited to be in the produce department. It's gonna be great. So before we're out of time, then it is gonna be great. Uh, before we're out of time, uh, this this meal that we had was a lot of things because for I mean, like I don't go out to eat, so it's like you connect with another person. You have like an experience, if it's a good experience, you have an experience where even if you don't normally eat something like the oil or the sugar, in your case, the oil, my case, the sugar, you you didn't wake up this morning feeling horrible because you like laughed and you had a good night. Mm-hmm. So like there are other components to health that like human connection. Yeah, this is what we were talking reducing about. Reducing anxiety. In the last episode, like human connection gentle movement, laughter, feeling good emotions. It's so much, like there's so much more to having a healthy lifestyle than just food and nutrition. Yes, that is a huge component of it, but it is so important to like nourish your soul as well. You're, I have to say this, you're a little bit younger than me, not much, a little bit younger. Uh, You fall into a different age range, right? Technically. I have to applaud you though. You could applaud me too, but I have to applaud you that at no point during this dinner, we were there for like how long? I don't know how long. Enough to eat a 12-course meal. It's like an hour and a half. So, yeah, it was a while. And not at one point did you pull your phone out and look at it. I didn't need to. I know you didn't need. I know, I know, but. I think there was one time we were going to take a picture of the menu. And I, my storage was full. So I was like, Ryan, you take a picture. Mine was too. Your storage was also yeah. full. We have the same phone and the same crap case. My case has fallen off. Do you see it over there? It has fallen off the phone. It's completely gone. I threw it and the case stayed here <laughs> and the phone went that way. But the, no, thank you. I do I do appreciate you noticing that cuz I didn't really even notice that. I rail on every generation. Really? That's why I'm 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 saying that to you. Yes. Oh, well, I I make fun of everybody, my generation. But at the end of the meal, my phone was sitting there and I didn't know why it was on the table. And then you're like, you took a picture. You took a picture of the menu. Yeah, you did come and you were like, why is this even out? That's not, that's not like an, that's like an old man thing to say. Like, I just forgot I took my phone and I'm like, where did that come from? Because you're not attached to it. I have a lot of old man moments. Yeah, you do. I would say so. Is that funny? They're charming. They're charming. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> would you like to tell people, since you've seen it in person, how I eat a dinner? I think we talked about this on the last show, but you eat it out of a very large vessel, either a, like a serving size salad bowl or like a nine by 13 baking dish. And we actually, we fought over the lid of the you salad took the, bowl. You I, took the lid of the salad bowl tonight. Because like your other bowls weren't the right shape or the right like width. The edges weren't high it's enough. It's like a Goldilocks it, thing. It is it's a, a Goldilocks, Goldilocks thing. thing. One so was too to, round. You had to settle for the baking dish, the Which, 9 by 13. I was okay with that because I ended up eating more than you, I, I think. Know, yeah, you, yeah, oh, definitely. So I had to go with the 9 by 13. Well, I was thinking one of these days we should like weigh our meals. To That's see, a great to see idea. how much like, it's a great volume idea. we're eating. Um, a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. A lot. <laughs> definitely a lot. But like, how do you feel? Like, Do you feel... I feel great. Yeah, like I feel great. Like I don't feel lethargic as if I would if I ate something loaded with real animal meat, like these fake meats, these plant or um, dairy. If I'd eaten that, I would have felt horrible. You know what this means? It means that 
Um, it's like the drug commercial. You hear this energy? Like I could do five more hours of radio. Oh, I think for sure. Yeah, I could definitely go for at least another hour. So you could. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could just. And you know why? This is your brain on plants. Yes. Now, if I had eaten McDonald's, I'd have passed out at about an hour 20. You would have felt horrible, too. And then I'd have woken up feeling horrible with a breakout. Disoriented. You're like, what year is it? And then I'd have felt so horrible. I'd have, I'd have been just like Bill Burr said. He'd been like, and then you hear that McDonald's commercial, and you set up like the Manchurian Candidate, and you're like, I guess I'll drive down and get an Egg McMuffin. Right, And I feel like it's such a cycle, too. Like, once you fall into the habit of eating poorly, like, it where like you get down on yourself and then you go out and you start to eat the the bad foods again and then it just continues yeah. and it goes both ways like you can go out for a nice meal with each other and like thrive off that energy that's lingering like how I said like I was getting excited just talking about it because it was We such... talked for 45 minutes after we both got yeah, home Yeah, yeah, you called me about after it. you got home and it it was like a 45 minute phone call that felt like 5 minutes just because like it was such a good experience that we shared. That energy, that connection, that is the, the crescendo of tonight's broadcast. That's what's important. So thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It was great, as always. Thanks for going to the Ethiopian place and sharing 12 meals. Anytime. Once a month. Is that what we said? That, well, you penciled, you pinned I, it in. I penned it in. I think you pinned yeah, it in. Yeah, because I was like, this is too good. We it's have too, to go back. It's too good not to pin it in. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to play a random song. Uh, Carl Casey, White Bat Audio is most of the music we play on the show. We're also playing Coag sometimes. Um, well, that's Mostly it's white bad audio, so we'll play something random here from Carl Casey. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. And who are you again? Uh, my name's Hope. I'm a friend of Ryan's. Hope. She's a, she's a friend, co-worker, but in two ways, because now you're doing radio, so it's also a co-worker thing. Do you have anything else to add quickly? No, I think I said everything that I needed to say. That means I did a good job as a host. I got everything out of you, and that's what that's what that's what matters. And I hope that the uh, I hope that the audio sounds good. I think this new board is it's exciting me. I just hope that somebody learns something from this. I this hope show. so too, and I hope that we go and get another. We're going to eat, eat the entire menu next time. Entire menu. And I also hope that you go to the website at thesecretteachings.info, subscribe to the show, get access to everything tonight. A special three-hour show. And we covered quite a bit tonight. We did. It's like a, it was thorough. It was very thorough. Uh, mock meat. That was your name, by the way. You came up with that. I guess, yeah. If you want to credit me for it. Well, you did. You did. Can you come up with, on the serial killer show? But that was mine. Okay. The serial killer show was mine. Then you did mock meat, and then I said oiled up. If we ever did like an oil show. Mm-hmm. Next next week, potentially. Potentially next week. You're penciling that in. It's not as good as the food. Not as good as food. All right. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. www.thesecretteachings.info rdgable at yahoo.com facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings I really like this song, actually. This might be the new exit song. I like this. 80s retro wave music. Carl Casey, White Bat Audio. You can check that out on YouTube. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast.
time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings. But don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.